0: Tactical Crouch, episode 182. Another week of Overwatch League matches underway. We've got a lot of great results coming up. We have teams that have basically decided shoe wins for the tournament itself, for the regional knockouts. We have teams that have bombed out. We have a lot of changes happening in some of these rosters as well. Some great news coming up this week as we head into the final week of uh, regular season gameplay for our tournament cycle once again, fellas.
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of shaping up to be quite the the interesting bout. You know, one one true king reigns in the east, while you know the west has uh, a bit of a race race for the throne. So we'll have mm-hmm. to see who kind of takes on the pennant. Uh, I, I like that, that analogy. I like. So I want to add in it's just
0: like you know the one true king coming in, and I like those Shanghai Dragons because it really is just the Targaryens flying over into Westeros, just torching up the entire region. And nothing can touch them, so
2: that's that's really? kind of what I'm seeing it as. I Except themselves, smells.
1: you know, isn't that like a big plot thread? Am I right, Game of Thrones fans? Well, Hello.
2: I've, I it. feel like yeah. the One Eye is just like the king among the blind. Just what Apex feels to me right now. Like I don't know if it's like as glamorous as Targaryens or whatever. Like most of the time, it's pretty bad Overwatch that's being played drag- over there, right? <laughs> Dragons being. What do you mean bad Overwatch? Yeah. It has
0: I mean, been horrible. Is bad compared to Shanghai. When you're getting crushed by Shanghai, you look you're gonna you look, look, look bad. bad
1: yeah
0: everyone looks bad versus Shanghai. what do you mean?
2: I don't understand I think everyone just looks bad every game, unfortunately, right? That's not true like not Shanghai, of course, but like yeah hey, yeah th- the problem with Shanghai is they also have a small region where they can't really adapt to any feasible strategies so they like in order for them to win, to. they almost have to learn the game during Hawaii weekends. And it's they've small impressively region. done so, but, like, the rest of the time it's just like... That's yeah. why it's their era, come on. Dude, you
0: say small region, and then you forget Contenders' careers right there, with a lot of teams True. that are, uh, dare I say, of <laughs> equal footing. Maybe not to Shanghai, but equal to, like, most of the Overwatch League teams in the region. Easily, But they, pack, yeah. they're not I mean, even playing the same meta, right, most of the time. Or like, like, what do you mean we're uh,
3: out of During yeah.
0: you, you can't scrim contenders team but now you're yes. out of here is right. perfect that makes yes. sense yeah. so the point is is anyone saying like oh yeah well shanghai's got no one to practice against like bro they could be playing 0 2 blast and whoever the fucking getting mm. mad practice yeah, like yeah, you were sure. getting really damn good practice there the, you, the fact that APAC has access to contenders Korea and you know uh, the top of contenders China when they're good as well is such a heavy boon compared to an NA, when the the best you can do is play against American Tornado. And don't get me wrong, that's good practice. But outside of that, you're playing against American Tornado Odyssey, and then just, like, it just goes down. It's just like, it, you, you're really getting good practice versus the rest of those teams. Mm. Um, and even then, like, you know, put O2 Blast and American Tornado in a boxing ring, like, I'm sorry, but time, history has proven that the Korean teams slap
2: sure. all other regions at the contenders level, level like, but, you know, time and time by the way i think as a team you gotta count talent towards that like talent was slapping kids last season Could uh, do. in in scrims Could do. Like, i'd say it. maybe the
1: top of shanghai or the top of china to be honest my, like, point, my
0: point is is that Ch- i i am not a fan of this narrative like some i don't know where the fuck where does this even start like everyone's like oh yeah Apex is so bad and it, now that's just like the the fan narrative, and you, you know how fan narratives start. They they get an inkling from somewhere, and then it just spreads, and and no one really knows why. You, you talk to them, it's like no one no one can actually tell you like okay why do you think I, 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 APAC is bad? It's like I don't know. This, the other guy said that, so I'm just going to agree with that. Again, people are sheep, right? So they people just agree with what the other guy says, um, and once once the public narrative is that apparently APAC is bad, that's what everyone says, even okay. though no one can actually
2: answer that question. No one can actually tell you why they think that. I mean, yes, that is true. But for instance, like take Philly or take Seoul. Where do you think they would land in NA? Are you confident they would be a top five team in NA? I'm not. I so, who's top five.
0: I was Seoul's a coin flip, but I think Philly would be comfortably top six.
2: I think
1: Philly could argue.
0: Yeah, I would say Philly could you're be. The, you're the most stupid yeah. take I saw. This is this is this really infuri- infuriated me. People like, oh yeah. If- uh, Paris would be the second best team in APAC and some people even said Paris would be Shanghai I'm like you guys are blind that's just like no offense against Paris I mean yeah, I think yeah. they've done a great job like people discredit APAC so hard yep. it's like motherfucker we just they just beat Dallas what the hell are you are you
2: are you stupid are you, are you, like, are you I mean I guess the, the argument is it's only Shanghai right like and then yeah, there's, a there's a long, long gap, gap
0: like why how
2: why how did
0: anybody saying that paris would be the best in a pack that's the yeah, dumbest that's heard. dumb dumbest hell yeah who's saying
2: that like it's so ridiculous yeah, yeah. no that's stupid especially with the jungle. but i don't know like everything else below that feels feels like just like you know, how toronto in NA- boston to you
1: oh uh, no definitely not i think glads would struggle against either solar philly 100 percent. no way Without a without a doubt in my mind. Soul have peaks and troughs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Seoul at their peaks would be very competitive. Seoul in their troughs. Agreed. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. look, I'm not yeah. going lie. Yeah. Um that's where I but, lean
1: on, Philly is way more consistent. Now that they have their full roster, I think they're um, only going up from here.
0: But like, you know, but there's some like peaks and trough teams in NA, for example, Mayhem. Um, and that that'll be one of our main talking points, but Guys, that was a decent intro. Before we get into our real talking points here, massive shout-out to our patrons who brought us or are bringing us episode 182. So, Refined Bean, Fordino, Battlecrab, Lolshin, Reg Zane, Sir Guthalot, Porkchop Sammy, casha 67 Chara, Nathan, Your Misery, Fable Steven, Roger B, r 34444 Onzbabuhao, Hunter Tane, Yeska's Orpah Scented Shower Chonk. You guys... This is dedicated to you, episode 182. So, uh, mentioned Mayhem as one of those topsy-turvy teams as well. They are on a pretty massive loss streak right now. What is it at? How many How many games are lost in a row now? It's four from this stage. And... I think so, we're going into into five?
2: Five? If we go back, It would If go back, the last win would probably be the one against the London Spitfire. You have to yeah, go yeah, as oh, far seven as...
0: They're currently 0-7 right now in yeah. terms of the recent games. Um. So this team, and we talked about mayhem last mm. episode in terms of discuss, like mm. really exploring the capability of them. Pr- not really making summer showdown. If we're, we're going to be clear about it, we we did talk about the fact that they probably don't make summer showdown. But we had maybe some high hopes that we, they would do some damage in their last two games, and. Uh, they did some damage versus Dallas, but they got damaged pretty hard by Washington to the point where they're 0-4 now next to Vancouver Titans. So it's a weird look to see Florida Mayhem all the way down there. Um, Yaki's put out a tweet like, I'm going to take a break. There was that other tweet as well um, where two members of the Florida Mayhem are just straight, you know, knees on the floor, just bowing to, bowing in, in uh, apologetically to their fan base for, you know, their performances. Which I think, you know, that I get it. That's maybe part of Korean culture or something like that. But it's, it's to me, looking at it from a Western POV, it seems like a bit of an extreme response. But I understand from their POV, like it's, it's getting kind of brutal out there for Mayhem. Yeah. And now, where their overall standings are at, what, um, how many points are there again? They are down pretty bad. Four, right? Um, they are currently sitting at four and five. eight, five points, and that's, they're really down mm. in 10th place currently. They only have four more matches. You have to be top nine to make the play-ins for the actual end of year playoffs. So they need to do a lot of work next stage to bring it back around, but let's get into it. Mayhem. Checkmate coming into play for OG. Played the entire time. He's been dubbed <sighs> the, the Chadmate, and there's... Both good things and bad things here because uh, on the good side he looks like Bumper. On the bad side he looks like Bumper.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that is a that is a good analogy, a good uh, you know comparison. It's it's unfortunate because coming into this week, it seemed like you could excuse a lot of Fort Florida's performance because they had such a weird week. Um, You go immediately from playing a team that's running all this rush stuff to a team that's playing a lot of dive with. Uh, Toronto it's tough to prepare for that you give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt okay you know we go into the middle of the week and we've lost a main tank all right sweet I guess we just throw it out the window and we just kick a field goal from you know 100 yards away like it's that doesn't work guys I don't know how many times we have to kind of hash this over I get that Florida's probably in in a sticky situation where they need to bring somebody in for whatever reason They have to kind of rely on players that haven't, you know, necessarily started on main tank before.
0: Um, They have a tank issue. I I never thought this team had a tank issue. No,
1: I don't think. I don't think it's a tank issue. I think OG. I'm not going to completely speculate on on what happened, um, or or what has happened with this team. But it seems like somebody needed a break, or or there was just something not working. Needed to step away for some time. I don't know. It's there's not enough information to really even try to speculate, but. If you have to remove somebody, what do you do at this point in the season? Do you have enough time to sign somebody? I, I genuinely wonder if Kuki could like, finagle a player a contract.
2: contract. I think in all essence, they did the right thing. I don't think there's a better solution unless you no, can magically until. Like I
0: thought, Joe, I thought you were about to say, I thought you were about to say, uh, there's maybe a chance cookie just steps in and plays because he was a main tank, wasn't he?
2: Sorry. No, no, that's what he wanted to say, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, at this point, I'm like, that is okay. Cool say, plays. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it would work logistically, but if this team is going to save the season, Checkmate can't continue. The Arisa sure you put them on it you could try to make it work. I don't think it's dynamic enough to be able to hope that it'll last through a hero pool. This, I think the team work. No. And that's Would where it's like okay, you you genuinely are tanking the season if you if you continue yeah. running this. You have to understand that. Any team that has ever done this, this has been an
0: extreme measure. Yeah. Like something is going on if you if this is your op- this is the option you're going for. Um you're putting your DPS player on a main tank. Mm-hmm. This is like when Moon moved Kuki to main support and they bench cussed. It just yeah, feels like this one is of those. like
1: Taimu tank. This is uh Ryu Hong tank. This is uh Haxal on Lucio. This is like every bizarre role swap that is just inane usually is not a good sign of confidence, right? Something you you can't, you cannot, if you genuinely believe that you can salvage this season, it can't be with Checkmate. At least not with what he's shown right now. I think they were doing a band aid solution for this stage.
0: I think the real work happens. This is the copium. Hopefully. The copium is the real work happens behind the scenes now during the break, the very long break before Countdown yeah. Cup, where you imagine to. they
1: figured it out. Have to. Yeah. I don't know if it's kooky. I don't know if it's a 30 day for like an NA player. You bring them in just to just to give somebody can't do a chance. Can't do a I. Player. This is a full no. Korean team. I know.
0: I can't know. do
2: it no, there's there's legitimately not a better option available. Like, what you could think about, the only other feasible idea that I that people had was bringing in Takoyaki and having them play on ping. ping? likely the only thing that you can feasibly do at this point. Ping would be so high. And
0: I don't think he it was on high ping from Korea to China. Like, he, yeah. he couldn't even play with Hangzhou Spark
2: on ping. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I think that might legitimately be even worse than Checkmate. So... I would say so. yeah. Like if you if you are at a point where you you decide that there's no way you can continue with OG, then I don't see a b- more feasible solution for the Florida Mayhem w- than what they've gotten with. I've debated it. I don't think cookie makes sense. I think you comp- like you po- possibly screw the respect that players have for that play uh, for the he- head coach know. for future seasons. So you're messing with results there. Um I don't think Like, forcing OG makes sense. I don't think, um, I don't know, putting anyone else on the roster uh, and then switching it up. Like, for instance, you could think, like, let Checkmate play and then um, Mm. I don't know who would even pick it up then. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, there's just, there, there aren't any great options for MAME. And I will say, it almost worked against Dallas, right? And yeah. it actually worked decently in their run up in the in the uh scrum environment that they were in. So So you've I don't shocked know. It. I I, th- I feel like the the result against Dallas almost like yes, justice was com- a complete wash, no pun intended, but yeah. like I feel like the Dallas game already kind of justifies okay. what they did there.
0: Is that is that Florida overperforming or Dallas underperforming or what?
2: I mean, both, but or a little like, bit of both. That's a reason why teams underperform against you, right?
1: Oh, of course, it's, it's, it's basic.
2: Like they basically the worst swordsman, like the best swordsman has to fear the worst swordsman in the world, <laughs> right, right? Like yeah. type of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what happened. They're just Formless, like this kid. I know what they're doing? This kid, I took that. a coin, put it on his sh- uh, on his. Uh, shift key and just like went into the lobby. That's basically the game. And I, it almost I worked. want to
0: put to bed something real quick as well. Just, to, just for the people listening, because they might be confused. And they might actually legitimately think Kuki could come in and play. Kuki, I don't think could actually play um, unless he was on a player contract. So they yes. would have to give him a player contract yes. first. Um, and there is a bunch of stuff behind the scenes there where it could be difficult i don't know what visa he's on i don't know if he's covered visa wise i think you need to be Mm -hmm. on a p1 uh uh, professional professional athlete visa to be playing anyway and if cookie's not on that visa he legally can't play Mm -hmm. so we'll put put that to really quickly so it is it is at you know at best difficult for cookie to play at worst it's just completely illegal like legally he can't do it so yeah uh, we'll put that to bed real quick
2: Agreed. I, th- I guess you could like roll around with a million dollars and try to buy Smurf, or like <laughs> half a million and try to buy Jango. Like I don't know why direct competitors for anything would would give you their. <laughs> that was mantle. an option.
1: I think they would have already done it. Yeah, yeah, I think that definitely would have already happened. It's it's either. So okay, let me address um the whole like a thing, right? Like. Yes, it looked okay versus Dallas. It could be unperforming or it could be overperforming, regardless. I thought that actually they were pretty coordinated, which is something that was kind of lacking for them from last week, which is great. Um, they seemed kind of on the same page. The only time they really found imminent success was with that Arisa pick. Now, let's look at the the uh, list of main tanks we've had historically over the Overwatch, you know, competitive Overwatch history, right? You have Winston, Ryan, Orissa. Maybe you could count Sigma regardless. Um, and ryan and ball. Sigma. ball right um you go into a hero pool next stage you can't ban ryan which is probably one of his worst heroes that we've seen thus far granted it's a small sample size if orisa's banned which it doesn't seem likely just because of the play rate this kid's out of i mean he's out of sorts what do you do so you don't you don't like the chad mate is what i'm getting god no God, no. I think it could maybe improve over time, depending on the rest of the meta, but I'm almost, and I think this is what we kind of saw verse, verse, versus uh, Washington. I'm kind of almost in, more interested in seeing Gargoyle move over and having Checkmate play Flex.
0: Oh, but the problem is now you're moving two people instead of just one.
1: Agreed.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: nah. it,
1: it, it's a shot in the dark. I don't know. Maybe they've they've scrimmed it and it doesn't work, but it's either it's either you do some some crazy stuff, which they kind of already have, or you already start planning for next season because the, this uh, is not going to work.
0: Oh, next season? How about just let's start with Countdown Cup? I think I I think you give them benefit of the doubt the uh, <sighs> the uh, break now that maybe count. Okay, if Checkmate comes back on Tank in Countdown uh, Cup, it's done. It's it's really done. But Florida right now, their primary goal is to make ninth place in North America to get
1: to the play-ins and give themselves a shot they've that's got atlanta they've got boston they've got glads they've got houston they probably need one or two task. wins out of this um yeah you have in to. Order to have a chance that's yeah. that's probably minimum like if you want to you want to clear the bar i think you probably want like a 3-1 like the final. bar is
0: boston the next team above them is boston sure. and actually atlanta's 5-5 five, five as well yeah so those are the teams they need to clear so I would say if you can beat those two teams, you should be in the clear. Yeah, then then go ahead and lose to Houston, whatever. Uh, you're not catching up to them. I mean, those wins will be helpful, but the, really, if you can just beat Boston, Atlanta, who you said to the to the uh-huh. match, right? Um, I think that could be enough for Florida to get in. So really, it's that opening week for Florida, which is week 17. They come into the second week countdown cup. They get to have an early look at what the matter is for other teams that they're going to be playing. Oh, yeah. Um they do have a big uh, break through here. Houston Gladiators might be a bit of a write-off, but uh those first two games, that first weekend, super important for the mayhem and will
1: dictate the entire uh the rest of their season. So they whatever do get an extended break. Now. Week sixteen, they're off. So not only do they not play until countdown cup, but they have the first week off, which is great for them. They do get that, like Avril's saying, yeah. they do get that big read. But it's like, okay, let's let's just take Atlanta and Boston for a moment. Let's just throw in Ryan into the hero pool and say, okay, this is the meta. Right? It's going to be centered around Ryan. Do I really want to play checkmate against Gator Ryan? Do I really want to play checkmate orissa versus Atlanta Orissa? Why can't they just play OG? I why is he playing now? I don't know.
0: It's uh, that's why I'm thinking like, could could they? Know, is there something they can do behind the scenes on maybe, them to get maybe OG? It's back back a maybe it's just
1: a Hopefully, yeah. it is it would be a shame because this OG's team doesn't feel like it's a bad bast- like it doesn't feel like a bottom team.
0: So when Florida made the midseason update tweet and announcement to say the checkmate was going to come in, OG retweeted that and quote tweeted as he said BRB exclamation mark. There was a space between the BRB and the exclamation mark. I'm not going to read into that. BRB <laughs> space exclamation mark. I would like you was, to though. Uh,
2: I would I would like your Freudian interpretation of the space, please. Uh, I was never going
0: to but I just <laughs> For some <laughs> be good to say that. His next tweet, three days later, was saying, "Checkmate, going hard like Bumper Lamau with three zeros, three O's," uh, which I'm also not going to read. The into
1: significance here. of three, it's just yeah, uh, the
0: know. amount the amount of map wins they got versus Washington.
1: True, true. Ouch. <laughs> the amount of points lost. Oof.
2: Yeah. I mean, the if, amount if of map break, wins it's they would have gotten with uh, OG is also. Zero across both uh, uh, seriousness. So, I
0: just don't know. I don't know what's Justice going on with OG. Um, but, yeah, their options are, the best option is to f- ideally fix that, get OG back in in time, win versus Atlanta, and Boston as a minimum, get yourself into the ninth place, and cross your fingers for plans from there.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a shame, but yeah, it's... It's already it's so
2: hard. Like your direct composite like let's let's look at this uh the the table, right? So they currently have five wins. Uprising also has five, they are still playing Titans. And they have way more matches left, right? Like two more matches. Channel at six, they got London left. And then also mm-hmm. I guess Boston uh like defined. It's not that you know. Not that hard of a of a rest of the schedule. Uh, Defiant also has London left, right? Um, Justice, yes. Justice has Titans left. Like you gotta win at least one in order to be equal.
1: To be even,
2: yeah. And I don't know where the second win would even come from. You gotta like just knock it out of the park for the rest, right? hero pools
1: could be crazy it there there's roads to florida making nine but those roads are real narrow like they are sheer cliff god i hope you don't have a fear of heights you're teetering there's wind yeah. blowing there might be some goats just hanging out i don't know like it's it's a tough ass to see them get to like play-ins it's that's hard yeah it would be if, a beautiful story if they could
0: uh, somebody's gonna miss out. Somebody in NA is gonna miss out. It's between Florida, Boston, and Atlanta. One of these three teams probably miss out, unless something really wild happens and you get like a Paris or Toronto that really shit the bed Just in the next stage, yeah. or like a Washington who who are on the same score line. Uh, you would need another team to bomb zero and four, and then for Florida to catch up big time. But yeah, you know, uh, no,
1: Justice might. I mean, it depends. It, yeah, but I think it's, Justice might be that team. I mean, I even if
0: they are and they go six and eight. You still sorry. They would have to go uh, six 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 ten. Even if they go six and ten, you would need Florida to be at minimum six and ten themselves they to get into a tiebreaker. If not, yeah. you know
2: they yeah. still got tightness on seven, the last nine. day, right? Like it's they're mm-hmm. they're basically already seven nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so
0: then Florida. So, so that's that's going to be it. So really, we're looking at Florida finishing the season probably on six and ten. And they will be looking for a tiebreaker versus Boston, or Atlanta on a six and ten, um, because we're expecting Boston, Atlanta to at least win one more here. They'll probably be on at least six and ten. Uh, there's no way, like I don't think either Atlanta or Boston finish on five eleven, which is the scoreline that Florida need them to be. So Florida have to at minimum win two, and then beyond that, probably actually win three to put yeah. themselves on seven and nine. Yeah, uh, I think. Of- I think. I think 6 and 8 is a minimum, but 7 and 9 is where you can start feeling a little bit better, and that would require them to go 3 and 1 in that stage. So it's, yeah. um, it's going to be rough, guys. But this has been a, a long, long, long discussion on Florida Mayhem. Um, so I'm going to move on to something that DP said, also on Florida Mayhem, and also on Shock. He said, I'll take Mayhem and Shock are not massively underperforming. The quality of gameplay and competition in NA has just gone up a ton. Instead of flaming those guys, why not applaud the teams doing well this year? I swear the Overwatch community has been more and more negative. Um. So this one's a two-parter. Part one is is to kind of say uh, that there are teams underperforming and the quality of the region has gone up. And the part two is like, you know, you should be instead of flaming teams doing poorly, they should be applauding teams doing well. Which is like the second part I can heavily agree upon. I think mm-hmm. the first part is the contentious part where yes. where people are going to argue for and against.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can look at the shocks' performance recently or or not immediately recently, um, I do think they've kind of started to get their stuff together a little bit, but within the last maybe three to four games, um, you cannot boldface look at that and tell me that that is not an underperformance. Um, same thing with uh, the Florida mayhem as of late, you have OG kind of rolling and dying all over the place. Um, the coordination just isn't there for these teams. It, that is an underperformance. Um, so to the degree that the community kind of claims that it is, that's I think that's debatable, and I think that's kind of what he's getting at. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of semanticing, you know, you know
3: luring him. I, but yeah,
0: I I think sharks result this stage is actually quite reasonable. They lose in a close game to Gladiators, who always had the potential to be a very high performing team. Mm. They beat London, who they were supposed to beat, and you there know, was yeah, nothing reasonable about that, that match. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And I was I was got to address that because I you know people are gonna say like oh yeah, yeah it was a five map series it was too close and all that. It's like I get it. Um, that definitely came too close for comfort. They beat Paris more convincingly, but another team they were expected to beat, and then they lose to Houston, a team that they've lost to in the past, and it's not it's not out of question. Like if we ignore the score lines for just a second, for the sake of just looking at the matchups, losing to Glad's in Houston and beating Paris and London for a team like Shock, I think is that's a it's that reasonable. Is not that's that right. is not a surprising result at all I don't look at that and think wow that's that's really awful from how can shock do that I think that's like
1: actually that's about right that's about correct I think it's all like narrative expectations where it's like shock two time defending champions look at this roster look at the coach how are they losing versus a team like Houston who I think kind of heads up the opposite where it's like Subtly actually doing extremely well for themselves, but have never actually made like a tournament final. So you kind of drop them off during play ins. They've done well all stage. They've done well all stages. You never really see them in like big stakes matches. So you kind of write them off anyways as like middle of the pack, mediocre. When they're not, they're actually a top team. Like you have to give them that Houston. at this point. Yeah, Houston. them. I this is by
0: the way, This is probably where I do agree with DP a little bit in the sense that. I think the region has leveled up. I think oh, the the league has leveled up in in various ways. Agreed. Uh, and the entire expectation and narrative of the shock three peat kind of needs to die now. Anyone still holding onto the shock three peat narrative is just like you haven't been paying attention. Yes, uh, you are a this doomsayer. Shock roster, this this shock roster is not not a three peat capable roster in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know that's going to sound like a real big hot mm-hmm. take because people are going to go, oh, but Anz is back and all that kind of stuff. Was like, we'll see. He needs, like, a strong widow meta and all that kind of all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this team still needs to figure out their identity a little bit. They need to figure out their backline. They need to figure out who's playing Lucio. Um, so what I'm saying is, like, if you, if you look at the Shock under a different lens, if you look at the Shock under the three-peat lens, you're like, how do we lose here? Mm. But if you're looking at it from the lens of, like, actually, Shock is, like, an upper-middle-of-the-pack team, which I'm currently looking through that lens, these results, as I just said, are very standard. This is a very normal, like neutral result for me where they, they beat the teams that were supposed to be and lost the teams that have higher cap that have that are at least as good of them as not if not better. Yep. Yep, yep, yep.
1: It's it's a tough street. I think the problem that I had with the tweet was that it felt like two problems that were mutually exclusive rather than like somehow interwoven. Mm. Whereas like, yeah, NA has leveled up, but also these were underperformances. Like we can't ignore that. Like these were Bad performances from these like teams that should be performing well. Checkmate being on main tank, and even before that, OG playing it wasn't great. These teams have been kind of all over the place. I think you can say both, but the community is very much lopsided in terms of like just leaning on you know, like hampering the the underperformances or, or leaning more on the underperformances than necessarily. You know, cheering on the Houston's, the Atlantas to a degree, um, Boston. I, I suppose Dallas. I, I think, think gets the praise that they deserve, but I think yeah. this
0: comes from the the Gladiators' shot game, where Gladiators won three and two, and probably the the community narrative <laughs> is more along the lines of like, oh, Shock must have choked this game, rather mm-hmm. than oh, Gladiators played well, right? Mm. That's I think probably what really spawned
1: yeah. this uh, this response from David. There's, I mean, I I think I don't know. I wouldn't paint it that hard, but. I think there, there always has been like a, a trend of of the community, and we address them like they're some sort of hive mind. They're not like they're all individual people with individual thoughts. But um, it seems to be a trend that
0: more so that I teams mean, got to lose stop each other. That's that's that's, that's what they really out. They need
1: to stop <laughs> each other and have some individual thoughts.
0: But yeah, continue.
1: They, they they, it's it's usually a trend that teams lose rather than teams win. Or another team won if that makes sense right like too much is oh my god they choked oh my god they, they underperformed they don't have a good meta read versus wow this team actually performed really well um i had that same kind of takeaway from like charge soul granted that's later on um where it's like wow charge actually like looked kind of decent soul just kind of brought it back and actually found their footing later on into the match like there's more to these games than just like team lose team win and it's yeah I don't know how to change that i don't know how to like create a better vehicle so that people kind of see this um development over time i don't know if the desk can do a better job it's difficult because i actually it's, think they the narrative. narrative. But, it's all narrative yeah. if that if
0: you're if you're the narrative in your brain says that Gladius is an average team and their shock is a three-peat worthy team yeah. then you are like heavily upset by this two three loss and you in your mind they're like there's no way like shock must have hard joked this so that if that's what your narrative is, then then
2: you you spin it in a way where like you can't celebrate the Glads win because in, mm. in your mind they shouldn't have won. Yeah, and I think it's down to them not making tournaments and stuff, right? That's probably yep. like the one hundred percent the thing that taints it a little bit. That said, like I don't know, it's weird, and this is not at all factually based, but like I don't know if we have teams that are as good, relatively speaking. So okay. Let's define this, right? Yes, okay. in context, like good and bad is like doesn't work without each other. It's like the same coin, right? Like you can't have good teams without bad teams. Sure. And agreed. The evaluation is happening uh in relation to one another. So mm-hmm. I understand that from a coaching perspective, you probably look at this and you just go, like, okay, so like everyone's just doing more, like preparing more, blah, 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 blah. The circumstances are harder you gotta do it that way, like, that's why there's more parity perceived. At the same time, I don't know if I'm, like, if I'm watching, like, the best teams in the world play, especially, or uh, maybe, maybe for Dallas-Shanghai, it's not, but I'm not sure if I'm getting the same feeling of, like, high-quality overwatch that I get from having watched, like, you know, Titans shock in season two. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, I feel like we do not have great teams at the moment. Can I say that that's, that's partially due to the fact of
0: mastery of meta? Yeah, you don't have hero sure. pools and you don't have stages that changes the meta every single time. You don't have this big reset button. You have teams that can reach a higher potential. And this is this has been a, a conversation topic that's been talked to death in the past as well. Uh, and, and part of the proponent, proponent of why I prefer to keep... You know the 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 format as it was without hero pulls, uh, for the sake of yeah, okay, maybe it's a little bit boring, but you have teams that can get really damn good, yeah, and so you get this like masterclass level Overwatch because you have two teams that pushed each other to the very top and both absolutely like reached the one hundred percent mark of what you could achieve in Goats. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. it's like it's the difference between like watching, I don't know, like a a proper professional dance competition at the, at like the Olympics and mm. w- watching like dancing with the stars. Like, yes, yeah. they have professional coaching. They just haven't had the time and everything. They might even have talent. They just haven't had the time. So when I'm watching the, the performances, there's like, oh, why is this guy not rotating with his team? Like, why is there a hiccup? Why is it not smooth? Like, why mm. why is he there? Like, Why is there not, like, the D.Va covering that? Or, like, the old timing is clearly not... Why are we doubling up supporters? Or or stuff like this, right, happening. Where, like, in those high... Like, it just feels different. It feels in sync to watch, like, really honed Overwatch. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I even got to see that more in Season 3 than I'm now. Even though it doesn't make any sense. Like, I felt like watching, especially, like, playoffs felt much yeah. more refined than whatever I'm watching uh, right now, even though, like, okay. yeah, I don't know. Some bias there because playoffs is the end of
0: the year when teams sure. should have the highest level of mastery yeah. over 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 their own capabilities and their own team because your own roster, you've had a, or your entire season to gel with your roster now and work out your issues. Even compare Shanghai today versus Shanghai preseason, way different in terms oh, of the quality yeah. of the team. And by the end of the season, I'm sure they'll be even better. The point is, you—I I think comparing playoffs caliber teams where they've had an entire season to get that good is like that's not a fair
2: comparison. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't even know if I'd agree with that. Like that's that's like hog stuff. Like you thought that that was like thought out and methodical.
2: Much more that so felt- than a lot of the time what we're seeing right now. Uh, like I, the, the way uh... like Jetha had to find flanks when there's like two flanks in Overwatch at any given time. It's like timing based. <laughs> And t- towards the end, like to make that work, yeah, I thought yeah. that was that was much more coherence needed than whatever like bullshit sim comps we're doing right now. Like right now, see, like I you, appreciate see, that. you see people like not in sync pressing the teleporter uh, and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's what, a weird, it's a weird skill that a lot of teams haven't gotten. But like when you see good sim T P coverage. And like interesting use of it, I think I think like, for example, I think a lot of people will attach like the checkmate, like charge TP, do the, you know, cool little TP chatter moves, stuff like that to that as like, okay, if you do that, you must be like comfortable and good with it. No, a lot of it's just really boring, like covering chokes where you don't get maywalled or you get out of blizzard or you do all these like little quick movements, bursts of movements or placing the teleporters in positions that they can't just instantly get burst um they're really really boring but they're actually super impactful and i don't know that they get highlighted enough maybe maybe that could be like the, the the solution i don't know its the argument is the
0: argument that the sim stuff is like not coordinated and it's just kind of it looks kind of bad like i'm trying to nail down where the argument it is
2: just doesn't yeah it, i mean it's not about sim inherently it has a lot of potential sure. to show up coordination it just doesn't do that even for the top teams like yeah, okay. my my
0: reason for this, and this is what I this is what I said also. If you if we go back a couple of episodes to what I said about the June Joust meta, is because of hero pools and the fact that you have to uh, you know acclimatize to a new hero pool every single every single stage. You are gonna do the first thing that you believe works. It's probably not even gonna look that good because you haven't had time to master it, um, and it's a fast turnaround time. Teams are gonna every single stage have to just do the first thing in their mind that, that feels good and starts to work, or I guess copy Dallas Field, which is what I printed in June Joust. Um, and, you know, you're going to you're gonna reach for the lowest hanging fruit, and you're not going to reach a level of mastery ever. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're ever going to reach a level of mastery like we saw in Season 2 with GOATS with the Shock Titans thing, because you just are not going to have teams practicing the same meta for forever. And to go back to your Olympics analogy there... This would be like if you go to Olympics for dancing or whatever. But like the Olympics, you spread into like four different stages. and each stage, you're doing waltz here, and now you're doing the tango, and now you're doing jazz. It's just like what, what, what fucking yeah. dancing are we doing? It's, it's just, you have to do a different style and you have to do a different mm. master every single time.
2: It's it's even worse. Like honestly, that's why I didn't really like the like for people who said like the Shanghai uh, Dallas Grand Final felt like one of the best, if not the best, final we ever had. Dude, oh, yeah. to me, it's like, people it was good, get Come into on. a fencing match, and then the one team wins by inventing the pistol. That's not <laughs> satisfying, dude. Like,
1: it's <laughs> that's just <good>. not.
2: <laughs> oh, it's good. So, yeah, I don't you, know. You, yeah, you won't get I, I me don't on, think... onto that boat to, to ever liking that type of stuff. That's unfortunately the case. It's not the Did same thing. Did you not
1: now. like it, or do you disagree more with the fact that it was like somehow great? I would agree that it wasn't great. Yeah, but, like I mean, it was good though. Like, yeah. it was a fun watch. Even even it was a good yeah, game. yeah. If even if
2: you yep, yeah, that's the problem. I feel like people confuse parity with greatness or like with great entertainment. Sure. And it's it just could not be further this, from the truth truth like this this is this is the ultimate
0: entertainment versus like a display of skill uh, kind of conversation. Yeah. Basically this is like do you, you want to see more entertaining games because it's more chaotic and teams don't know what they're doing because they have to adapt to new metas and it's more fresh because there's new metas and that's like quote-unquote entertaining, or do you want us to see the best Overwatch? Because you know, it's either you, you get either the WWE or you can yeah. have sports. Yeah, and' nothing against the WWE. I mean, they got their fans, but this is the other thing. I've, I've had this discussion before as well. I brought this topic up, but it's just like I think a lot of um, esports fans, especially in this game, Care more about the entertainment factor. They, and this is the whole Monte Cristo and, yes. uh, of Washington not anime thing again. Is because a lot of people view this league through the lens of it being like wrestling, where like it's pre-scripted and yeah. mm-hmm. there's protagonists and shit, and the protagonists win because that's how the script looks. And some for for uh, I would hope a lot of people that's like a, just a good meme and <sighs> a decent troll. But there's some people that probably legitimately believe that. I'm like, dude, you guys? Those people need help. Um, mm-hmm. you got and a if lot that's of, the like, way
1: we want to go with it. Then let's let's have a ball. Let's genuinely start to like have these crazy dramatic moments. Let's build this up if that's the, the goal. What you want? And that what can be successful. I think that WWE? if if that's the way the league wanted to go, I'd be fully supportive. Of it. I genuinely think out. it no, would no, be. I'm out, dude. No, 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 do it's not. not it, it can't be. After that. It can't be. One hundred percent. Like you have to watch your hands. With that. It's not. No, but it's incredibly entertaining.
0: I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. I it's not entertaining to me. Fair, like seeing hybrid, it, it is, the you know, subjective 100%. This to me, is, is what entertainment is. Yeah. Um, here is like your, you, it's like if you're, you'd rather watch Creed or a boxing movie than see an actual <laughs> boxing match yeah, is yeah, what yeah. this ends
2: up being. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly that. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it's also just like the times we're in. I don't know if if hardcore competition works at any level anymore. And in at this game, where does. most of the people really can't see the game beyond like results on the scoreboard and results in the kill feed, it makes perfect mm. sense that just narratives break loose based on that. That they are very right. shallow, right? Like,
0: oh yeah, a course. lot of the lot of the audience and player base. If you think about it, and and I guess this is somewhat true for most games, but the vast, vast, vast majority of Overwatch player base is a quick play p- play base. They don't play mm-hmm. comp. I don't yeah. care about comp. And I mean, go to r slash Overwatch and see how many. Yeah, it's just like ninety nine percent quick play clips of D.Va four Ks that no one. I say no one cares about, but apparently they like that. Even though it's the same, it's the same clip day in day out. Um, my point is, is if you look at games like uh bear with me i'm going to talk about like counter-strike and valor and stuff like that they have this massive hard-on erection for like top level yeah pro gamer hardcore mlg 420 sniper kind of stuff where you have to be the best of the best and they care about like full-on competition and you're a scrub if you, you know you like screw you if you suck at this game and that kind of stuff yeah. and there's a bit of elitism and, and toxicity behind that which is the negative side yeah but on the positive side. They care highly about competition, the sports aspect yeah. of it, and they care highly about it being like, no, it's about competitive integrity. It's about the true competitive nature and the sports uh, the sports nature of it. We don't care. any, No, no WWE here. No wrestling bullshit here. It's full Agreed. 100% sport yeah, yeah.
2: only. Yeah, we, we they, reward and people not- with attention if they are the best in the game, right? Like to a degree, like for instance, I don't think tense is that entertaining of a person. Like if he isn't the best player in the world, his stream isn't popping like this, right?
1: Sure. Yeah, of course.
2: Same for like I I think there's a there's also a different like I think also there's a bias towards mechanics. That's why mm-hmm. like people love shroud and loved him during this playing career because it was very flashy and like they didn't understand the uh the detail of what it actually takes to be like the best player in the world in Counter-Strike. Um but more so, like in this game, it's just not, like, we can't even, A, we can't because agree with the best be. are, uh, at any given point. Sure. And then we like, no, it's not about allowing. It's just like not having the audience there. It's just people not,
0: it's about what people care about. I think like people in, in tactical shooters, for sure. good reasons and bad reasons, but for a lot of good reasons, they care about skill level, which is mm-hmm. why their top streamers and their top entertainers and their top personalities are typically the best players whereas and to i'm not not to sound accusatory here i'm not saying this is bad but if you look at the audience for overwatch um they care about the entertaining people they want to watch you know the entertaining streamers who might not even be that good at the game and yeah people are going to bring up the popular streamers like space but oh, sorry uh, well space and super but even consider that you know supers um, Superstream is a lot about his personality. I don't think people go to Superstream because he's the number one main tank in the world. Because I course, don't know that yeah. I don't think he is, but he's got a super entertaining personality, and that's what people actually care about. Um, so it's just a it's a very different priority for the audience in terms of what they care about versus like a super competitive game. What I'm saying is, I think our audience in Overwatch, the Overwatch core audience, doesn't really care about having a competitive game. When the majority of players play quick play and don't care about being competitive at all. Like it's you play the game because you know, you want to write your fan fiction or whatever. And sure. You want to, you want but to I, I
1: don't uh, see how that's too dissimilar and I'll, I'll kind of just make a brief allusion. I know that I'd love to actually get into this because I think it's actually super interesting, but we have plenty of other topics to get to. Um, yeah. My last quick uh, rebuttal against the, the class I don't think a lot of the points that we've made are too dissimilar to a lot of other games, namely League of Legends. I think this stems from a lack of identity from what Overwatch is actually supposed to be. Is this a shooter? Is this a MOBA? What are we? We don't know the player base doesn't know exactly. I think we never we never have a comfortable footing, even going to the format. So nobody knows what's going on. So The only thing that they can latch on to is the entertainment factor. Wow, we played the funny hero. Haha, I play that sometimes like that's that's the surface level stuff we've gotten to because everything before that has been so Tumultuous. Yeah.
2: No, I think it's just everything now. Where this literally the zeitgeist where you cannot just be a music artist anymore. See, you either go super well, mythical about it and like yeah. n- let nobody really find out much about you. Or you have to be like the full package modeling like media production, run your YouTube channel, run your vlog, basically, and have mm-hmm. the whole package. There is just not you like to be people, a full personality. Yeah, it's sure. it's not about delivering like the most honed uh like performance in the field you are actually competing in. It's pretty much in every part yeah. of life it feels
1: like this. So. Sure, if you're chasing the best, I agree. If you're looking to be uh, healthy, I disagree.
0: If you're looking from an entertainment POV, I, that's where I agree. But if you're looking from like a sports POV, like I don't think you'd look at a sportsman and be like, oh, this guy's personality is. I mean, maybe for sponsors, you know, you, you prefer to have Messi or Ronaldo have good personalities, but
2: ultimately they're there because they're the best. Um, yeah, and we, we've got a gone different like generation, a ma- though. I think, like, okay, maybe I'm not making my argument clear. I think mm-hmm. Zoomers care about this more than any, any other. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Like, And us being a pretty new esport I think Valorant majorly benefits from having so much crossover from CS because they are bringing their culture over. The players do, the... Uh, the talent that that's there do like it is much more competitively focused even though we're seeing already I'm not even sure if I would really like sign that the most attention is given to the absolute best players. Um oh. I think there's a bunch of shit talkers that are getting better viewership for instance. But mm-hmm. um Which yeah, is I, th- I think it's just like if you create a new esport and your audience is kind of younger, then this is now your reality. I'm not sure like that's the reason why boxing oh. doesn't work anymore, and we have to box YouTubers now. Like everything is like this. Zoomers do not care for the essential competition. I think that's just my bitter so mid thirties man <laughs> take. <laughs> I'll see you
0: then in five years. Um, yeah, we right. we we went on a pretty huge tangent. It's a good tangent, so I kind of let it run, and we we left it. Yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, speaks to a kind of wider broader topic which is pretty interesting um, but it, it pretty much ends on and as we have to start moving the, the conversation back to where we're supposed to be um, to me it's just the difference of you know it, it started about talking about hero pools and what, what people want to see do you prefer to just have like chaotic stuff where it's a little bit more messy and fun versus like super hardcore refined stuff and then we started talking about like you know what does our player base even want and look mm-hmm. at and this is this is where you know to sort of end the discussion or like to wrap it up in a uh, in a bow tie at least for me is you have games like cs and valorant where they heavily idolize the high skilled players and everyone wants to be those players um and everyone idolizes the esports as well and there's a high view for the esports because they 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 want to see that high level competition versus overwatch where you have this almost incendiary view from the, the from the quick play portion which is the pretty much every, like the vast majority of Overwatch players where they're like. They like have a disdain for esports almost like yeah like, i don't know they just like they, they, they this is a very anti-esports crowd like they're so uncompetitive and so anti-competitive mm. they have a huge disdain for esports which is so 180 from other games uh that are esports and successful esports and you know that kind of stuff affects your viewership as well because people why would why would people sure. who play quick play want to watch an esport they don't care about competition they don't care about being the best um that's kind of where, where it, what it comes down to. And, yeah, you know, who knows? Who knows uh, where things will be? But um, uh, it's a hard question to answer, and a hard topic to land on, depending on what side of the fence. And I don't envy the job of the league office to try and figure that out in terms yeah. of what the solution should be. Uh, even though I think this season has done a much better job of it than at least last season. You if oh, It was okay. better than like week-to-week here, or even bi-weekly, fortnightly here, I mean, screw that. That was awful. But um yeah, DP's hot take. This this end of that conversation, nothing to do with DP's <laughs> hot take anymore. But that's what we started on. And now we can finally The
1: symptom funds. of DP's hot take. Um
0: yeah, it just in terms of what people care about. But yeah. uh let's talk about some of the other teams here. Uh so one of the teams that did beat the gladiators was Paris, and Paris have ended up with a three one result <sighs> and that's like their best ever result in terms of a yeah. stage that solidifies them into regional knockouts um and we don't know i mean maybe this is the time to talk about what our expectations are for those regional knockouts in terms of where we expect paris to be but this is the real like paris renaissance this is now paris not quite reaching the form they were at last year because all their good players are in dallas field but they're this is the highest
1: level they've been since they've debuted this year Mm -hmm. that's kind of the impressing thing like the impressive thing um, when you look at like the the shadow, the the just the the gigantic footprint that this team had to have filled, and they're actually starting to fill it out in like a really kind of pleasant way. Um, yes, that match versus the shock was not uh, the best, especially Hollywood. Um, it seemed like they didn't really know what to do with their hands a lot of the time. I vaguely remember about a minute. Of of them kind of switching on their attack on point A, just kind of floundering about what they were going to run. I thought their point uh B defensive comp was like really, really awkward. Didn't really kind of fit the the they didn't seem to kind of read the room in a way. Um past that point though, you still see these 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 glimpses of brilliance when you look at this team, when you look at Khan. I think Don is significantly leveled up. Um I think he's been playing Lights out recently, and if that continues, I I genuinely believe that Paris can be a threat. So much so that I you know I predicted Paris versus the shock. Like I I, I wanted them to win. Like I mm. I, I predicted that. Um, it didn't actually work, but I still think that has grown from that loss. Um, I think this team is going to be a threat, and and you can't I don't you can't. Think a take. I don't think you putting Paris
0: was a hot take at all. I think that's a very reasonable take uh, to have.
1: Hopefully, I I I I you know I'm uh, you know. The Highlander warm on top take? of the hill, yeah. Warm. warm. let's take? let's, let's agree with the hot take. I think yeah. a lot of uh shock three peat uh apologists may oh, have, have words with me.
0: <laughs> so, so, all the shock fans
1: that only that wear roast into glasses, I got you. All right, there we go. There we go. We're, we're on, we're on, we're on call for them, but yeah, I think Paris is, is a threat. I think Paris can can genuinely upset some teams. So, depending on the bracket, okay. are they not that you hardly team? have?
2: Agreed, are they? now an upper mid tier slash
1: top team uh it's tough to say because we're going into a hero pool it's it's difficult i mean to first quantify. off we're going into a knockout stage right agreed yeah 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 depending on who else makes it they're currently 3-1 you can kind of give them the lock i think mathematically there might be ways that they tie and get out but um i can't comment they're locked into top
0: six they're we they're can they're confirm are. that okay
1: So it's it depends on who else gets there. I would say that they're at least, I mean, overall standings, they probably already are top six. Um, Let's they so Paris are top six. Let's
0: assume that both Texan teams make it. I think that's a highly likely thing to happen. It's fair to say. Um I would say that Rain making it is also highly likely here. I mean, what do rain have left to go? London, yeah, it's a freebie. Uh and Boston, which you assume Atlanta should be pretty favored there. So yeah. Atlanta, I think, is another safe bet to make it. So that's four teams. Gladiators mm-hmm. um, have a good record here as well. What is, what is their record? One and one. Uh, yeah, okay. Who do they play? Defiant and Washington. Unless they got get upset by the Defiant, they still, I would say, at least oh, go 2-2 here, which actually yeah. might not make it mm-hmm. Uh we can land on four teams. Even if we just land on four teams. Sure. I mean, based on that, and consider only two teams actually go to Hawaii, I still don't think Paris go to Hawaii just because you have to get past some other very damn good teams. Yes. And Paris have been punching up. Don't get me wrong. They've been punching up hardcore, mm-hmm. but they got to punch even higher up. Now you're talking about featherweights beating some heavyweights. 100%. And that's going to be rough.
2: I mean, yeah, this is, is it really done only Dallas, you mean? Heavyweights? Because they punch heavyweights,
1: right? I think it's I think you probably have to consider Houston right now. Granted, they have games left to play, but I don't see them struggling. I like where they're sitting with the meta. I think they're kind of stylistic in a way that they tend to lean with double shield. Um, I think that might be a, a, a thorn in some team sides that they kind of have to adapt to. I don't think Paris is going to kind of fall prey to that. I think the big one is Atlanta for me. I think this is their meta, and I think you're seeing them really start to take off with it, especially in N.A., right I don't know how they do at Hawaii that that remains to be seen with the, the meta clash right but within their own bubble I think they're probably at least should be considered one of the leaders with the meta at the moment I think their sim tps are on point I think they're incredibly coordinated I think gators playing lights out this team even if you want to throw a double shield at them, okay cool we'll play Kai. go for it you want to you want to match that go for it I don't think many teams can have answers to that Houston maybe being one of them Paris <laughs> Feels a little hit or miss. I do have I have sung the praises of God. I have sung the praises of Naga. I think they're great. But is that going to be enough for Kai or Happy? It's it, it's tough, right? I yeah, I, I don't know that they go too deep. I don't know that they make Hawaii without like a gifted bracket. They
0: would they would require themselves to be on the opposite side of fuel for one. Yes, We are assuming Fuel are going to be good, by the way. <laughs> Either Houston or Rain could actually be the best team from mm. NA in this meta. Yeah. Mm. But let's just let's just assume they dodge whoever the best team is. And for the sake of his historical recency bias, we'll just say Fuel for the sake of the uh, argument here. Paris would have to dodge the Fuel and be on the other side of the bracket. Yep. They're going to have to take down, I would say, one of
1: Fuel, Outlaws, or Rain to make it to Hawaii. At minimum, I think they have to beat one of these teams, and that's a tall task. That's tough, and that's no discredit to them. They're playing really, really well. But to kind of circle back to the discussion, like, are they a top team? Are they should they be considered like mid pack? It's tough. It's tough right now. This is and a hard one I to they judge.
0: Have to beat One of them is because there's no way you have Fuel Outlaws and Rain all on the same side of the bracket. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because I I have a heavy feeling that. Fuel and Outlaws will be number one and number two. I don't know when Watch Water, I don't know who's going to be number one. Battle sure. of Texas will decide that, but yep. one of these teams will be number one, and very likely the other team will be number two. If it's not those two, then Rain will be number two, right? So basically, if you number one and number two will be separated, which requires Eternal to go one way or the other, they have to be one of these two teams in that number one and number two spot to make it to Hawaii.
1: Yeah, It's not not impossible, but yeah, that would be some Cinderella-esque craziness that the summer definitely, uh, you know, Wink Wink Dungeon Edge could uh, provide, but it's, you can't bet on that. That's not Um, Yes, unless you had
0: something else to say about the Paris, I think we can move on to the Texan teams.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's, the thing is with that narrative, right, like a team that punches Mm. up it's so hard to do that consistently. It's the same stuff that we said about NYXL when they somehow Mm -hmm. got to uh, the Final Four, right? Like, you can't do it one weekend. Chances of you being able to maintain that level and also have the others not figure you out are pretty slim if you aren't, like, legitimately, like, by the fabric of your team, a top-tier team. So, I mean, is there a possibility? Yes. But, like... As it looks, they're going to be second seed, so you got to do it over two matches as well on uh, on different days. Likely, not high probability for me.
0: Mm. Just by the way, if you if you punch up enough, if you if you're consistently punching up, you're no longer punching up. Now you're just on that level. Yeah, so. you're just good. That's the other thing as well. Um, but moving on, uh, we already started talking about the Texan team, so let's, let's just head in there right away. I have both Dallas and Houston in very favorable positions, looking at their matches coming up. Houston have Boston, should be a game that they can comfortably win. Um, Dallas have Toronto, a game that they should be winning. And then they have each other between Dallas and Houston in their battle for Texas, which will be, I think their third or fourth, maybe their fourth battle for Texas this fourth. year. Which fourth. Is, that yeah, four? That's, wow. that's great. Yeah, because they've, they've met each other so many yeah. times, yeah. Uh, especially fair. in knockouts.
1: Because Dallas always upsets them, yeah. Well, not upsets, but...
0: (laughs) Well, Houston actually won the first uh, Battle for Texas this year. uh, The very first one. Right, in
1: the regular season. And then they go to multiple play-in,
0: yeah. Yeah, so basically what I'm getting here is when you look at the records of both Houston and Dallas being at 2-0, we assume they beat the the follow respective teams in Boston, Toronto, which puts them at 3-0. Whoever wins Battle for Texas goes 4-0 in his first seed. And whoever loses that, I predict to be second seed. Mm. So, do do you guys are you guys along that that same line of thinking as well?
1: Yeah, I would say that I at least for me personally, I have Houston winning that pretty convincingly. Um, what and, Which and one? taking four zero? The battle for Texas, particularly. Okay. okay. So I have Convincing them so. being four zero pretty convincingly. I wasn't. I'm not That's in love state, right? with it to go for zero. Four zero, and then just... you bomb out again.
2: Wait, is it the last match for both teams? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is.
1: Well, no. Dallas plays one more. Oh, Dallas plays their Toronto game after they play
2: Houston. Uh, yeah, I guess. so. I guess they can win against Dallas and then throw against the Fines in order to have three-one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, like it's this time around, to... you might actually get first no, seed Houston... with three-one. Uh, so that's no, Houston something to consider.
0: Have to beat Boston. If Houston have Boston first, then they play Dallas, and then Dallas also play Toronto after that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Houston, yeah. if they if they beat Boston, beat Dallas they're 4-0.
2: Right, but if they then lose against, like the the other, you know, like, and theoretically speaking, like three one can actually break. get you uh, a buy this week uh, mm-hmm. this time, right? Like, there's a lot of like teams as a second seed. You mean as a second seed? Second or first? Both yeah, of those I, teams I could not could like. There's a possibility where, like, let's say outlaws loses against uh, the Uprising. And the Uprising mm-hmm. loses against Atlanta. Atlanta okay. has already lost. And then yes, you, the Fuel... The board.
0: Oh, so yeah, okay. Right? So you, what you're saying is first seed could be 3-1. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. I, I, that's possible. Yeah. Um, but first seed and second seed are going to have buys here. And based on map differential, Paris are at plus four, and I don't think that's a strong enough map differential no. to no. get you into no. first or second seed. So no. I think they're going to be somewhere between third and... Third and sixth, probably third and fifth. Actually, sixth seed will go to one of the teams stuck at two and two, which San Francisco currently is. But their record is not very good, so San Francisco are probably done for. Yeah, as Um, by the
2: calculations um, from Eric, like they already have no chance being the first seed, which makes some sense, right? Like based on the uh, San Francisco, Eternal, Eternal, Eternal. and uh, Shock is basically out. They can sneak in at six. They're, like, they could. 10%, I think. Yeah, 10% for the Eternal to get second seed, which would be the 3-1 case, right? Mm. And then, but most likely, like, third or fourth, right? That's that's, that's where they right. lie. They will have to play against the fifth and sixth seed, which looks to be, like, maybe Rain, maybe Lads Uprising.
0: glad Washington, one of those. Yeah,
2: yeah. So then you're... Huh, I mean... That one hurts, probably. Like that, you gotta get past that. If you do, I mean, then you can buy the loss of like the buy the, the buy week, right? Or the buy round, you might mm. be able to upset. And by the way, this is a gigantic like problem logistically. I don't know how they're doing that. Like, <laughs> what if Paris makes
1: it? Yeah. What, what problem? Yeah. Paris makes it to Hawaii? What do you do?
0: I. So apparently there is a contingency plan. There are okay. like plans like Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, Plan D, etc. Okay. So Let's this go. has been worked. I'm, and right now, by the way, I'm I guarantee you know, this. Is, I'm certain the Overwatch League office behind the scenes are uh, going through a lot in their minds. They're really working on the details with Paris, especially about like what the possibilities are, because there is a non-zero chance that Paris do make Hawaii, and yep. they have to be prepared for that. And there's there's zero chance that well, the league office is just like, oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And then, then, then the bridge comes. Like, oops, we don't have a solution. There, there's a solution. I don't know what it is for.
2: Pla- plan the A bridge. currently is to DDoS Khan so they don't qualify. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Ignore
1: the problem,
3: so we don't have to
0: deal with it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, but, um, we'll DDoS but you now. We'll give you Ricky. They, can't, they can't fly. So just to be clear, there's there's no way Eternal fly to Hawaii. Ooh. You just you can't get. Visas, visas is not gonna. You, how are you supposed to get a visa? How you can you fly COVID elsewhere? Travel restrictions, huh? Can you
2: fly elsewhere? Could
0: they, I don't know, hmm.
2: because it's almost the know. same. I, like it, flying it. the other side of the planet, right? Like, or the other w- way around. So all I
0: can say is that, like, if, if you go all the way down the alphabet, Plan Z is basically they play on high ping. Like, hmm. I'm sorry, hmm. but there's no other option. You're on 200 ping. I know it sucks, but what do you do? You know that's Plan Z. Or oh, I don't know how many plans there are, but you go down the list of the alphabet and t- whatever the last letter is for the plans contingencies, and that'll be that. Um, we'll let's move through the rest of NA really, really briefly. I say the rest of NA. We're not going to talk about every single team in NA because I think like it's nothing to talk about in terms of Vancouver and stuff like that with yeah. breadsticks. That meme is getting so a bit boring now. But uh, we need to get to APAC as well. We're about an hour in currently, so um let's go over the Atlanta justice kind of gladiators kind of areas. Or I kind of want to just focus on teams that actually have a shot, maybe uprising as well. These are the teams that I think have a good shot at maybe still sneaking in on a three and one or sneaking on a two and two tiebreaker. Um, I foresee there being possibly four teams on two and two. And one of those two and two teams will sneak in on the succeed. And there should be four teams on three and one, and a single team on four and zero. It's kind of my pred.
1: Yep. Same here. Yep. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know so who that is. Of those
0: but... teams, what are you guys feeling? Because I think Fuel Outlaws Reign Eternal. Those are locks. Yeah. Two more positions left, and to me, there are three viable teams for those last two positions: Glass, Justice Uprising. Hmm.
1: I'm a, you a little. Agree with that or... Yeah, I would agree. i need to see them play this rush stuff it seems like that's kind of settling into like the meta i don't know that you can afford to really play a lot of the dive and i think that's why i'm a little hesitant with dallas and i think that's why i'm skeptical of washington and toronto washington by the way so out of sorts
0: if Toronto can upset Glads or Dallas, they are three-one. They make it in. Yep, they yeah. make it in. So as much as I can, I've like I for so in my preds, I have them losing to Glads in Dallas, but mm-hmm. there's a non-zero chance yeah. they actually win one versus one of those teams, and suddenly Toronto
1: off of one win are going to be in the top six. Yeah, I don't hate the Toronto Glads like upset. I think that that stylistically, if you were going for an upset, um, they both have shown very similar styles. I think Glads has shown a little bit more breath. I still kind of um question as much as aspire has done really well for the team like that can't be a long-term successful like option for this team it, it certainly can't be right um he's looked great i think he deserves probably a look in the league i'd be knocking on vancouver's door post haste come you know postseason but i i genuinely can't trust that team um as far as i can throw him. however stylistically from what they've shown they they don't match up all that poorly. Like it's I think it's a lot closer than people would give it. Uh um, <laughs> to days, you know, two Depay's tweet.
0: You said you said knocking on Vancouver's door. I'm like, oh what? Really? Yeah, I, I mean
1: like, like, you I, gotta give them something. You know, they can't be bad forever. Wanna, you,
0: I guess if you wanna play uh, you and you're desperate, then sure. But uh yeah, that just that just that just left a weird taste in my mouth.
1: It know. is a bad taste, 100%. <laughs> but we we got to go somewhere with this team. And Aspire looks decent. Man, so, man's let's gotta rebuild, maybe. got to eat for <laughs>
0: real. Um there is so Washington to me have a freebie versus London. So to me minimum Washington go 2 and 2. Because they can either go 3-1 or 2 and 2, they beat London, so that's their two. Uh, and then they either lose Goliath and go 2-2 two, two, or beat Glass and go 3-1. So really, it's the Washington Gladys game that counts. And yeah. that game, to me, also determines which of those two teams in 2-2 and potentially 3-1. Because if we assume Gladiators beat Toronto, Washington mm-hmm. beats London, then in a similar kind of uh, kind of situation as we have for the Battle of Texas, the Washington Gladiators game has the highest impact because the winner is guaranteed in the top six and the loser has to go through two and two tiebreakers, which is not safe.
1: Yes. That is very much double lasering from the edge. It is not safe. My guy... Um I don't even know if Washington London is that much of a write-off, to be honest. Really? I mean, like, London's right. pretty bad, but I'll hear on that. Like Justice that. is I have not been I don't think Decay thrives on a lot of these dishes in making heroes. Um, or at least he doesn't feel comfortable on sim. Um mag feels really disjointed. It like letting in a lot of just damage and and I think their comms are kind of like wonky. There's a lot of instances where they TP and the team kind of splits down the middle. Let's like Mag- define by the way. Sure. You
0: are basically saying that London's first match win of the season is actually going to come from Washington, potentially.
1: It might. Let's get that out there on the it table. It might. In plain sight. It's it. I I wouldn't I wouldn't favor Just, them, but I think it's a lot closer than I think people are giving it credit for.
0: I think they take. I think London could take maps. here. Yeah. I think London could yeah. even do a do a you know a shock style game where they go to five maps.
1: Yep. I don't but, think they win, but it's a non-zero chance for me that they actually beat the Justice.
0: I think justice would have to boom. Justice would have the mental boom in this game. I think, I think justice. Think would, I actually think if they go to five maps, there's a chance that justice get to map five and they boom. Um. Yeah. So I think it's very dangerous for for Washington to go to map five here versus London. I think Washington got to close this one out three zero three one.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. They have to. If if it goes the distance, I think London's on the mend. I think they're they're absolutely weightless when it comes to expectations. Like they're out the window at this yeah. point. Like they. I think they realize where they sit within the league. And I think I think they're adopting that underdog mentality. I think they felt really good after that shock close call. Mm-hmm. Granted, they lost, but I think that builds a lot of confidence because shock is you know of that caliber at least you know maybe mentally or subconsciously for the players at this point. If definitely uh, has London ahead of Vancouver for me in power rankings. Mm-hmm, yeah, comfortably, comfortably. But it's the Justice are are a weird team right now. I think they have to to do a lot. They have a lot of ground to cover if they want to compete, um, and if they want to actually. Make a stab for play-ins because it doesn't it doesn't feel comfortable for them at all. As of right now, yes, they did three of the Florida Mayhem. However, how much of a tell is that really? This is checkmate Florida Mayhem, right? You get to beat up on a team that you who you know is running orissa permanently throughout each map. It's kind of a gimme. God bless him. That was just interesting, you know. Try to throw something at him give him a different, you know, throw a curveball. I get it, but it, it that that's not a good tell right that's not a good measurement of skill and i do not think justice thrives in this meta much like they didn't originally in the May melee right they want to play the dive stuff they want to play mag on yeah. winston he doesn't look the team doesn't look cohesive i wouldn't point it towards anybody in particular i think he's slightly underperforming i think decay is not necessarily performing on right. sim all that well it's not there and i think i think they could be in danger
0: Yeska, uh any thoughts on the interaction between GLADS, Toronto and Washington?
2: I think like I talked to uh Supreme uh in a pretty like a twenty-five minute long uh post match yeah. interview. And I feel like they are feeling the pressure of of the roster potential True. that they are. I think mm. overall, um like they're slightly under there what, what where they want to be, right? Like Let's be honest. Like the the difference between like making one stage playoff or one times Hawaii, and like winning one or two more matches, is currently what we consider to be like the difference between a an average and a good team or a great team, mm-hmm. right? So, and not that far away from that, right? Like, but no. at the same not time, in
1: terms of the standings,
2: yeah, it's also like you could argue that the meta wasn't really favorable for them. Uh, over the season like you don't have that many like decay uh like pop-off um matters currently and then what meta
0: do you need (laughs) what what meta they're looking for
2: you You can play tracer right now yeah to the same i mean yes and they found that out and then immediately upon finding that out they pretty much pounded right like and, or like on the on the McCree I, or whatever, like
0: talk about this like it was like a hard thing to find out. It's like oh my god, we've discovered the decay trace of n- never been seen before. Like so, what what, what they like t- the top of the told me
2: was yeah. they actually like they had a th- I think three week two week break or something, and they practiced really hard for all kinds of different uh, compositions, and mm. they didn't have the same success apparently. Like it was a uh, an evidence based decision. What kind of comps they ran, and then in the match it didn't actually end up working out, and now you have to um, amend, right? Like, so scrims didn't translate to matches. <laughs> yes, very much. Very like they are scrim right. warriors. Apparently, it's what what I could uh, take yeah. from from what the team Scream is was Interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean that that might have different uh, causes. I have no idea why that sure. would be right, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but they this team kind of needs a big win. I feel like yeah. going to a Y could almost
1: yeah. immediately shift the tone of their season. Hundred percent, agreed. Like, I mean, we still think of Florida as like a decent team, and look at where they're sat. I mean, you look at a, a Hawaii appearance versus the standings. You're like, yeah, Florida's all right. Until you look at the standings, you're like, oh, they're not all right. Yeah, they're no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah unfortunately,
2: that is. part of the the like small amount of games we are playing this season. Right, agreed. Yeah. Agreed.
0: That hurts, this is where the two and two, this is where I think, man, like I don't want to get into a massive discussion about this and i i've I've already <laughs> submitted my feedback to the league about what I think, mm. um but I, we needed five matches per stage, not four yeah. Yeah. I first of all, you dodge all these two two tiebreakers, which feel awful like I don't like yeah. I don't like these two two tiebreakers they they don't feel good at all, um but you also then just have a little bit more breathing space to you know, figure shit out. And, you know, yeah. right now it feels like you lose a couple of games. Like, if you are down two games, you're you start your opening weekend 0-2, you're just done. Like, you're yeah. gone. Yeah, There's just no comeback. It's so hard like, to come back. Like, look at yeah. Fusion. They nearly did it, but then they flubbed. So it's just like, it's just so hard to come back from 0-2. Yeah. Um, So I just think you need one more game in there minimum. So and we're close just, to it's, finding it's, the balance. I, I and the length of the season as well. I I I'm I'm gonna be greedy. I, I want to cast more games. So give me give me a slightly <laughs> longer season too. I
2: I will also say like I, I remember pre posted like a, a thing that the the upsets usually happen in week one and it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, that's not no, fair. No, out no, out no, as I much understand. as it whatnot. I felt like what John Specter said in terms of like ah oh, this is a small sample size. I don't know if you want to open the door to that argument, because then I can legitimately say, well, your entire competition is devalued because we don't have a sample size to actually judge people on. And we like it's it's like
1: mm. like it's what point do
2: you think of like the 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 games? Just like you know how how you have asparagus and then you put holland hollandaise over that. Like it feels like at that point you're just like us- using the competition as a vehicle. For entertainment that the broadcast provides, much like you would eat asparagus as a vehicle for the Hollandaise that you're rather eating, right? Like, it's just. I can't afford Hollandaise, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't make it myself either. I'll burn it. <laughs> really? Oh my God. I mean, you don't get to talk, Mr. Spaghetti Apple Fritter
2: Man. I mean, yes, that was a while ago. And like, a good analogy. Yeah. I just It's a good analogy. I just couldn't relate because I don't. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, you got like many
1: of the Americans didn't even know about white asparagus. So, um, yeah, we don't eat that tainted stuff here. Your uh-huh. corrupted white asparagus. No, we but we have green asparagus. <laughs> thank you. Like,
2: I I fe- feel like it's it's a strategically bad move to just say, well, you know, and now a sample size that really doesn't constitute a trend. When it's like, okay. That is everything. Then, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, because of a small sample size, the Throa Mayhem might actually be the best team in the Overwatch League. You know, like, Who's to say? And I think that the the argument that, for instance, Christopher had last season, where it's like, if we don't win the first opening uh, opening t- two matches, we never go on a roll and win the regular season. I think that applies way more now. I don't know, like, yeah. if if a couple of matches go differently, I think that. Uh, It interacts with the mentality of that team and possibly OG completely differently, and then you're rolling and you just keep it going, right? Um, Hundred percent. So yeah, you don't
1: you don't get a you don't get a scapegoat with the formats though. Like if it's too much, then you burn everybody out. But if it's too little, every match has way too much impact. You have to kind of find a happy median, and I think we're getting there. But we've just trended completely the opposite direction.
2: Yeah, and it's like. I will say, like, we looked at the, uh, the format in the preseason that they're, like, other than, like, the first week bye, which felt pretty uh, big, like, it didn't on paper look like, like, the system that was set up was okay-ish, but now, and there shouldn't be much blame on the league uh, based on the, no, of course not. the you know, the technical aspects of it, but there's definitely, like, things that you can, uh, room for improve, for, yeah, 100%, improve for, like, I think we don't have en- enough games uh, anyway. And I think if you look at the amount of time, like the the hours that a team like the Vancouver Titans or the London Spitfire get to actually show up on screen can also not make the, their owners happy. Like, it's just like yep. not enough. Like you're, you're playing, it's under an hour, uh, uh, under a day of uh, play that you will have once the season concludes. Like, where your yeah, team... Yeah, you only is get 16 screen.
0: games. If you don't go to... If you don't go to regional lockouts or Hawaii, you only get 16 games. Yeah. So if you're Dallas, you're wow. super happy because you have so many times... So many opportunities to show your team. If yeah. you're anybody else, no. you're, you're kind of sad. Um... Let's move on a little bit here. Um, I, I think we're basically done for NA. I, I think we we can all pretty much agree that Atlanta look like a very strong team, expected to finish the rest of their uh, stage 2-0. and zero. They got London and Boston. I think we can all agree Atlanta probably the better team here. Mm. Um, Boston is the other team to kind of talk about. I have them going 0-2 because they have Houston and Atlanta and I just think Houston and Atlanta are both way too good in this current meta, two of our strongest teams coming through from NA, and it's unfortunately Boston, despite their 2-0 start, um, which included 3-0 versus Mayhem, this mm-hmm. is the ending doesn't look good, and they're going to end up being one of the 2-2 two and two teams, but their record is not going to give them a competitive enough edge to, I think, sneak into sixth place, even on 2-2. Two and two.
1: Which is a shame, because I think that team has a at least shown Within week one of the summer showdown, I thought that they were like quick to the meta. I thought you saw them running around doing the sim TP stuff, really abusing people, especially on escort, which I thought was really interesting. That could be just a um, a deficiency of I think it was probably Florida um, that they couldn't effectively burst down sim TPs. So they were just like being on top of an ash and just like running on them um, and getting a lot of value of just playing Russian like maps where you wouldn't normally kind of expect it. Um, so they could be a dangerous team, but yeah, you can't you can't bet against uh Houston and Atlanta right now. Yeah. It's
0: a shame, a suspect, yeah. Um so with that I think we can close our NA and we can enter discussion on to APAC, and I think we can we can actually squeeze this into a really nice tight two hour episode. Um so obviously I casted all the APAC games over this past weekend. I, I definitely have a reasonable amount of thoughts. We'll start with the, the big fish, the big boy in the pond. Mm. Uh, Shanghai are just on another level. They yeah. have come off their Junjao's victory and they have not stepped off that throne. Not even... No. Not toe. all. Um, not a- 3-0 versus the next two best teams. It's not close. The the level they're displaying in APAC is so not close that like they, they're in a skill tear and a complete league tear of their own. It's like at this stage you need contenders of Watch League and then the Shanghai League. It's just, it's too far. It's too much. Um, and they're, I would say, going to easily go 4-0 this stage. First seed, no issues. Straight to Hawaii. Give them the plane tickets. Well, I mean, they're not traveling, but give them the proverbial plane tickets, you know?
1: Hmm. I think um, in particular, so I have thoughts about Philly. We'll get to them, but kind of diving into this, the Shanghai Seoul game um i kind of left control feeling like i almost wish gesture had played to be completely honest so for for soul i kind of wish that they would have or would have returned to something that they played in may um that kind of like sombra farah pokey stuff having gesture kind of roll around on the ball giving them the option to still have their very strong winston tracer duo because it doesn't feel like marvel and prophet are on the same page a lot of the time with the ball Um, Whereas with Gesture, I think maybe that synergy could pull them ahead or at least make it a little bit more competitive, specifically on that game type. Outside of that, I really hey, do you have any kind of out of for Shanghai
0: real quick before we get into the soul.
1: Yeah, for Shanghai, I mean, it, they can run anything at this point and they seem so dominant. I think Flip, if we're going to call them that, the, the, the oh, duo of Fleta it. And, and Lip. Um, yeah, I think they're the best DPS duo in the league and it's not close. Um, I think they're incredibly flexible I think flood is really coming into his own making a stab for repeating MVP shame that he'll never get another skin for that but you know that's another story for another day um yeah this team's nuts they're coordinated to the nth degree I think Izzyaki's playing extremely well Lee Gon, God rest him we'll avoid him at all costs um yeah I think they're great I think they're fantastic it's 3030 3-0, 3-0. Uh, it's not
0: there's not a ton to dive into I, I think this team is like got a best in slot player in every single position. Yeah. And yes, that includes fate. Pretty close. Oh, especially Fate on the ball. Like Fate's ball yeah. is sick and nasty So right much now. improved. So so um, improved. I just think this team can do no wrong. And Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Shanghai, like you said, flip is just not by the way, anyone calling it a Flipper, that's a that's an awful name. Oh, Please yeah. don't. That's way worse. Just call it Flip. Come on. Get with the program. Uh or any other derivative of like what is what is the other one? Like um I don't know. Letter don't like no, that's that's awful. No, I don't lip letter is so hard to say. Just Oof. flip this easy. Letter. So yeah, I mean, you know, I think we can all just we can we can Shanghai it would be a pretty quick conversation here, guys. It's just like the the number one team. If I was gonna score them for, you know, just all the different if there's like a FIFA card, you know, one of those things where it's like the technical ability in terms of mechanics and then teamwork and this and that and hair pull depth, it's just like it's almost just straight ninety nines across the board, you know, or pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's it's high it's high 90s we'll say across the board yeah. in terms of all the scores i think they I've, just have everything they have no weaknesses almost
2: yeah mm-hmm. I, I think i would challenge you on Izaki. that's pretty much the only one that isn't Ooh. i don't think he's a top he's three flex player, support right? uh, in the league maybe not yeah. yeah that's fair everyone else i think well, on the
0: i think Izaki's okay I don't know if you guys watch the broadcast, but I I have this new metric that I go by for how I judge flex supports. It's called MPS, nutty plays per second. Um, and alarm is number one for me on sure. nutty plays per second. He just does right. and what I mean by that. And that's the joke is that I I basically when I watch alarm, he does more crazy stuff more often. Uh, like every single map that I see. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. you look at some of the other you, you, people are gonna name. People wanna say Fielder or Twilight, or Violet, even though he doesn't play flex support anymore, he's a Lucio main, um, or Iziaki, or this guy, or that guy. But honestly, none of those flex supports compare to Alarm's just absolute consistency yep. on nailing every single cooldown, every single shot, every single this and that. I've just, mm. I have just I n- have never seen that. So to me, Alarm is untouched, Iziaki at its peak, has been pretty good. So when I say best of slot, I mean like I don't mean like every single player on Shanghai considered to be the number one of the league in the in the respective so, role, but I I consider them to be among a top enough echelon that there is not a weakness there. So maybe I yeah. maybe I should reword that cuz best of slot sounds like they have the number one yeah, player yeah. in every role. What what I'm trying to say is I don't see a major weakness on any of their positions um to the point where like you could you could look at a certain. What's a team that has a has a glaring hole in it? Um, Florida. I know. I don't want to say, huh? Charge. charge.
2: I mean, they have what's, a guy, and then they have a, a hole around it. You know, like it's it's sure, like in Minecraft yeah. when that when the, you stand on one block and the rest is just void. Yeah, that's who, who are you talking about? Charge. who We were talking about. And choice yeah, one. Who on charge? Oh, choice one is the guy on on the block. Right.
3: Yeah. That's
2: the weakness. No,
1: that's no, the only the, strength.
0: I'm- so everyone else, is, I'm talking about a team where like all five players are really good. Oh. And one player might be holding them back. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Uh, I mean, the um, obvious one right now is probably Florida, but that feels like a gigantic gimme.
0: That's uh, that's no, that's that that is too low hanging of a fruit. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I can't give that to you. Um, mm. there's a team. There's a team. It's hard for me to like. It's hard because I I don't want to. I don't know. Could it be Soul in the Marvel gesture position? It could, maybe that. Te- Possibly, I don't know. Yeah.
1: But, but even oh. I don't know you. Chengdu. Chengdu and their random oh, second DPS.
0: Chengdu's second D- yes, correct. Chengdu's second yeah. DPS that's position pick, yeah. is a fucking black hole right now. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, there is no black hole of a position on Shanghai. where like, yo, this, this one position on Shanghai really is just not up to scratch, yeah. is what I'm arguing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I agree with that. Yeah. Agree. But they, if you wanted to upgrade, I think you would. like, if... Like, basically, Shanghai with Alarm in there is unbeatable. I much. mean, oh, okay.
0: This, 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 <laughs> uh, okay. Now you're playing Fantasy Overwatch. You're literally playing Fantasy sure. Overwatch, where you're like, "Yeah, let me just smorgasbord, handpick the number one player in each respective position and put them on the same team." Right. Either you're building your
2: FIFA Ultimate Team
0: here, okay? and that's what you're playing.
2: Honestly, like, I think Shanghai is pretty damn close to having everyone in uh, number one. I think Tank tanks yeah. definitely covered. Uh, I think Lee Jae You can definitely argue. I think Lip yeah, is is locked in. Not yep. too sure about oh, yeah. Fledder, but you could argue it.
0: Um, oh, Fledder really improved, impressed me this last weekend. I think I was low on Fledder flight. for a while. I was actually really low on Fledder. I was like, man, Fledder looks a bit washed this season. He's yeah. not an MVP caliber. He's he's like got a wide hero pull, but nothing. He's got no peaks, you know? It's just this very flat, wide hero pull mm-hmm. where nothing stands out. But then he came back on a tracer, did some crazy mechanics. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, here's, now Fledder's back
2: yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. He didn't look like you. You would think like he would look worse against Prophet. Actually, no. Like he actually wow. it was. I actually... think that's
1: probably more for Soul, just kind of being out of sorts with what they want to run. But let's get into Soul because yeah,
0: I think we're all agreed on Shanghai, So let's get into Soul. Joe, mm-hmm. you you were talking about Soul before I interrupted you, so you might as well finish.
1: Yeah, I I do wonder if we'll start to see more gesture integration, specifically on control. I think it's a little harder on non-control maps just because you really can't argue like some of these maybe you could try to like mimic what shanghai is doing on like 2cp with like the the flada fara overhanging you know point a trying to like poke them as they come in not giving them a, a bunch of dive targets because it feels like the, the the standard meta in apac right now and avril you can correct me if i'm wrong um feels more dive centric it feels more ball centric you know somber tracer um really strong
0: only because shanghai is winning so hard okay otherwise Seoul and philly were playing a lot of brawl but now that they've been gapped by shanghai and to be fair everybody it would have been gapped by shanghai it's it feels dive centric because that seems to be what the winning team is playing okay that makes sense so yeah yeah 100
1: yeah. it's, it's a bit um, of
0: bias towards it because that's what shanghai are doing so it feels like whatever shanghai do is the matter
1: Agreed, and that's and that was another point that I had for Shanghai. Looking at Hawaii, it feels like they're already a lock, so it, it kind of feels okay to talk about them like this. Um, their yeah, two CP locked, comp, it, I mean, it has to be right. Their two CP comp with Farah is going to give NA a problem. Like this Farah overhanging Hanamura, like just abusing people on rotations. You're not going to good. Okay, you want to TP into hanam you know Hanamura A's like little pagoda area. Cool. We'll just surround you and poke you like we do on control. Like. They have a good like, style, but there's a lot of iterations to it that I think teams are going to have a problem with, and I think that is kind of the trend that we should be going towards. Dallas with no pine. Pepe laugh. Yeah, that's that's going to be the hard part. I've been decrying Escort for a while now, but now it's looking like you kind of have to play that, and I don't think we're going to get... At a, at at the Hawaii level, as weird as that, that sentence sounds, I don't think you're going to see like a Boston <laughs> or a Hawaii tier.
0: I do love that way? <laughs> there's a Hawaii tear now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it kind of fits, right? Like top four, like world, oh, yeah, yeah, Hawaii tear. Um, yeah, the contenders Overwatch League
0: and Hawaii League just there in the tear of their <laughs> own.
1: <laughs> Shanghai's nuts. Uh, Seoul. I don't think I. I've never really been a big fan of like the double bubble or like the the ball tray or the ball. Um ballsaria um it doesn't feel like Winston's are in a position to like really make that much ground with like an extra piece of resource um I get like the, you mean the ball concept. you just said Winston I think both of them I mean ball obviously operates in a different way um Winston in particular just kind of like starting with that composition like I don't see how teams are finding a ton of value even in practice with like a of winston getting so much space created just within azaria bubble the Zarya doesn't ever feel like she's actually doing anything because everybody just like backs up either way or they just don't have like targets for you to actually dive on to um the ball still feels a little awkward um i think soul started to find their footing especially against charge um once they swapped more towards ash instead of mccree um i wasn't Comp- I, I thought Fitz kind of had a pretty poor game um, underperforming. Yeah, that was not good. He was just playing so deep in the pocket, rotating really, really late. His flashbangs just weren't there to like stop Choi at all. Um, and that's again to kind of circle back to what Depey was saying. I thought charge actually played extremely well, especially on Junkertown, kind of like shaking up where curve was playing, how they were using Choi, giving him the comfort pick of Genji like you've been kind of uh, praising him or, you know, kind of hopefully, you know, seeing out of him for a Meaning? while. Phrasing, phrasing mean, sure, but you've i you got to the point look, where right? I, can,
0: I can perfectly call when Choi is going to go Genji. Like, there was a <laughs> moment on Hollywood where he goes back to spawn like Genji and mm. just straight mm. away Genji. I'm like, there it is. I know it, you. It I makes know how a you little work. bit
1: of sense. I don't know if it's the best pick ever, but if you put it in his hands, you give them, you know, um, an interesting identity. I don't hate it.
0: I, I'm not going to get too deep into Charge yet. Maybe we can talk about Charge after Soul. We've got, we got Philly in Charge to talk about here, but okay. Soul, to me, man, I'm disappointed because I spent last week hyping up Soul. I get it. Warlock Strikes again. <laughs> I said that Prophet was now going to be the best Tracer with Striker gone, and then he got shot on by Flitter. I'm like, well, there goes that theory. <laughs> um, to be fair, to be fair, Lip had a big part to deal with that. Lip yes. really bullied the hell out of Prophet to the point where on oh, cast, yeah. and this pained the fuck out of me to say I'm a cast because I also remember I said Prophet was going to be the best Tracer, and then on the cast I said Lip is currently playing a better Tracer as a Sombra on this map than, than Prophet is on a Tracer currently. Right. It's just And he was. Lip was out damaging uh, Flitter, Prophet, and Fitz on a Sombra, and I don't think, I think all three of them were not playing a Sombra. I think Fitz was on a McCree or an Ash. Mm-hmm. You had two traces, and then you have Lip Sombra, and Lip Sombra, and Sombra is a, you guys know, this is a passive hero that doesn't yeah. do a shitload of damage. He was heavily out damaging all three other DPS, including Flitter, who was popping off. That is how good Flip is, uh, fl- well, Lip is in this Flip duo. Right. Uh. That on a hero that traditionally does not do a ton of damage is heavily out damaging everybody. I could not believe that. Can Sorry. can
1: I nitpick for a second about this kid? Because it feels like we can we can sing his praises all day, but I'm still not trusting him with that Q button. Mm. I think he's been better. It's been much oh, better. No. He only has one been better. limp EMP hit zero. He only hit okay, left. fair. That's fair.
0: And they still won the fight with a limp EMP, which is supposed sure <laughs> to show how <laughs> they good did. the team is. They, they don't, don't need it. They
1: don't need it. <laughs> they don't. But there's still like there's still room to improve, watch which it. sucks. We, I, I don't want to nitpick have, with that, but I think we can all agree on one thing. What? what? You know, last, last
2: season when someone said that Lips uh, EMPs were a liability, you know what happened to that guy? It was. Called, what? Like, you know, Dream said that, right? Like, w- sure. after a VOD review where you. He now went he's through, successful
1: in Valorant. No, no, what, do you, what do you want me no, to say? But
2: my point is, like, he went three hours through a VOD. The conclusion yeah. was it, Lips EMPs aren't great at that point in the season. And then the narrative became. The outlaws coach dream of whose team is currently losing because of him because he thinks Lip is trashed here and should not be in Overwatch League. That was basically the reading from that.
1: Sure. Yes. I think that it's unfair to say that somebody's bad at a hero because they're, you know, okay. I would not draw that same conclusion. I, I think, think he's think... been a fantastic Sombra, but his EMP decision making, big sauce. Joe's
0: not saying Lip's a liability on Sombra. Joe's no, just saying no. Lip means Lip cancel improve, which is yes. an accurate thing to say because every play could improve, mm-hmm. every single play in the league. Um, that's but just yeah, one no, area no.
1: feels like needs a lot of improvement.
0: I I just want to say I think we can all agree that though Lip has the best neutral sombra in the league. Oh, wait, well, yeah. yeah. mean, do you guys? Out. Because the the only hey, other out contender out. is Doha, but I I think Lip outstrips Doha right now. I've been just even looking at stats, just
1: like a seamless transition from him playing more utility based to just like actually farming. Like you guys showed yeah, on broadcast, can't. putting up numbers that are like how. Like that's the stuff that ruins my solo queue games. Where people are like, "Well, Lip can
0: do it. I want to put up 4K and in, in, in 40K it numbers like on a than a tracer. What the fuck? That should not be possible. Yeah, it shouldn't.
1: No. be, it should not be it, possible. It's nuts. It's insane. Like he he's he's extremely good in the neutral. I think he he does a good change up where he's like marking the enemy tracer, going for a translocator displacement, um, going for hacks on targets. Like he can do it all. And he kind of, kind of can do no wrong with it. He had, he had, uh, he
0: actually, I I debunked that entire narrative about bad EMPs aside from the one limping EMP because his end of match stat was 22 overall targets hit with EMPs.
1: Yeah, over three maps, which is a lot. That's a huge. And yeah, number Yeah, you can hit there. a lot of targets, but how many of? And it's and he it's also been better. Has twice as many ultimates as everyone else, right? Like, yes. yeah. he does. He does ramp into them extremely fast, and a lot of them, for the most part, with with the limp EMPs. Feel like a lot of buyback where like they're down in a fight, he uses the EMP to try to buy back buy them some space back into the fight. It tends to happen on control, it feels like, but that's completely unfounded, just a feeling. Um and that's where it's like you're getting a lot of targets, but you're not necessarily winning the fight with it. Like I, you're you're hitting blankets. I don't see that many, many buybacks. So not in either. that match. Not in that match, not at all, but just historically speaking. Yeah. I think
0: I think there was like one moment where I'm like, Well, he shouldn't have used it there, but otherwise no. And yeah, his I think on the f- First map of Busan, he had an average EMP time confirmed by stats of 55 seconds. So under a minute. He was getting EMP under a minute on, on average. It's ridiculous, right? So, yeah. yeah, he gets twice as many EMPs. He was lapping EQO in Philadelphia's game. And EQO is your best summer in Philadelphia. You're in trouble because yeah. Lip was literally lapping him on EMPs. It was not funny. It was just it was really...
1: extremely fast. But that, regardless of the point, like you, you can't. So, you can't...
0: end this 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 entire tangent came up because we, we were talking about Lip just diffing Soul, but Soul. <laughs> I think it's an end where I started. Uh, disappointed with where Prophet and Fitz were, and Fitz was my you know, mid-season was my um, most improved player, and now I feel like in the Shanghai game, and even in the Guangzhou game, like he's just slid back down. It's it's
2: consist- no good deed just goes a week. unpunished. Just that a week. That's unfortunately... Huh? No good no deed, good goes, deed goes, goes unpunished. Like, you praise him one week, and then... And
0: I, you can have I, a
1: bad week.
0: I know, but I, I <sighs> hyped up the... This- Shanghai versus Soul matchup every single time and I hype up the Lip versus Fitz matchup specifically as well, more than the Prophet versus Fletcher sure. one, by the way. Right. Even though those are the two MVP players. Because to me, at the time at least, Lip and Fitz were the two best uh up and coming hit scans. I say mm. up and coming in a sense where like I think they're on their way to being the top. But sorry, now too. it's just now the narrative just changed. Now the narrative for me is lip is just the top. He is just the number one, and Fitz is the guy that's like somewhere between up and coming and then being consistent and I don't know where he's now and he gets hard diffed by Lip every single time I've confirmed that in stats as well it's just yeah. yeah he just he can't compete Fitz is for how good Fitz has been Lip is on another level this year Um, and Lip is I'll be dude unfortunately does MVP come down to a popularity vote? I think I think Fearless will get the end of season MVP just down to popularity but I think Lip really deserves a, a good yeah, look continues yeah I don't think, I think Lip just won't win because it ends up being a popularity contest. Um, yeah. but fearless, yeah.
1: fearless is just anime protagonist number five this, uh, this season. And for rightfully so, his story is fantastic. But yeah, I mean, this kid's putting up numbers. Like, two, I, I think a lot of, to last point for me on, on Lip, um, I think a lot of the, uh, DPS discussion tends to revolve around like what, you know, roles are asked to play versus what hero or, um, what players actually can play. Um, right. And I can't, for the life of me, find somebody who's consistent enough and who also plays Lips Hero Pool. Find me somebody who has a world-class Sombra who also can play hitscan.
0: Well, no one has a world The problem, you can just stop at the world-class Sombra. Sure. You just stop yeah. there.
1: I mean, you, you say world-class Sombra, you're like, okay, well, what about Doha? Like, he's been historically pretty good. Okay, cool. Like, you no, don't have a hitscan, though. No
0: hitscans. Yeah, he Zero. Is- is going to interesting here because he's got he's got sombra plus oh agree, yeah yes pisu has hit scam plus sombra that's um that's a good so that that's close yeah. i will say the one area that lip suffers in is i don't think it's widow potentially top tier but mm-hmm. that's just oh, if this guy had a top tier that's just too much it's like yeah. you can't be this good that's a unicorn you be this good like you there has to be some you know level of mortality here when like <laughs> Right, there has to be some level where i where I realize this guy is just not an actual god. Um but yeah, enough praises sung. Uh let's, we'll clean up soul, move on to Guangzhou and, and Philly really quickly before we end the show. Um so I I think it was even casting that Soul versus Guangzhou charge game, as we start hitting, you know, maybe transitioning the conversation to Guangzhou just a little bit. Guangzhou where and I said this multiple times in broadcast, mega slow team, super passive. Um, and Sol were not able to capitalize in the first two maps. It took Sol a long time to kind of wake up and profit, especially. It took until that third map for him to really get stuff done on the on the tracer. Um, Sol just had a, a awkward, awful weekend. And I I honestly I maybe I think they should bring Jester back a little bit. So I agree. They they maybe need to look at gesture on Winston and Ball again and maybe have Marvel as their Ryan player. I don't know what the solution is. But it's such completely, a up too. completely benching gesture, I think, is a response to them finding success with that decision versus Chengdu and Hangzhou Spark, especially versus Hangzhou Spark, where they got that nice three and zero. And that three and zero is, by the way, what baited everyone to believe that Seoul yeah. were going to be a good team again, mm. because they're like, oh, God, they beat Hangzhou Spark, Hangzhou were like a four zero team from June joust That means Seoul's a top tier team. And while I still think Seoul are like top three in APAC they they baited everyone to believe they were going to be so good, and they got to, humiliated by Shanghai, and then nearly humiliated by Guangzhou Charge in 3-0 as well.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would agree 100% with Charge being extremely slow, and I think they started off that way. You look at their control, I think I counted here, let me actually pull up my notes. I think it's like literally the first three jumps that Rio has on City Center is like Jumping to try to pressure out a flanker near the uh, the lift, and then jumping for cover towards mid, and then jumping in to actually engage. Like that's a good like minute and yeah. a half gone. Yeah.
0: But then he will kill Animo and Creative.
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent Like it's just getting to that point, and then Soul just never answers. They're just like, Cool, we'll just catch it, I guess. And then they just fail.
0: Which is also where they started to fail in the last three minutes. how they got reverse swept is Sol were no longer just instantly feeding their supports to Rio. Mm-hmm. that changed so the one massive win condition Guangzhou Charge had just that was out now they don't have that I heard some I, Was it like might have been comms I think it was comms check and Guangzhou Charge of the comms check was saying stuff like guys we just need to focus on a plan and commit to it and I'm like that just tells me everything about what's going on with this team now I know why they're so slow is there, is there like a comms issue where they're not like able to formulate plans correctly they don't have do they not have a centralized calling structure where people are making plans It's like the opposite of Shanghai Dragons. Shanghai Dragons are fast. When you look at Shanghai Dragons play the game, every single movement, every single decision leads to an outcome that progresses the objective in some way. And when I say progress the objective, I don't mean they're pushing the payload. I mean... like Their goals. ...position where they can get Mm -hmm. towards capturing the payload or towards capturing point. They're moving towards a position that gets them the, the objective. Whereas Guangzhou Charge, I find more often than not they're literally doing fuck all
1: yeah and i think that stems from the coaching lack um i think the calling structure is probably getting figured out i i'll give them credit um in this soul game where they're still kind of running just like very direct compositions it's like okay we're gonna play lucio moyer a reaper we know exactly what we want to do all we have to do is do it Still, kind of playing a little slow. They pick up the pace, right? They like f- because that—that's a very active, fast comp for yeah, very slow for team. A team. Team. <laughs> very slow team. You, I think, I think that's intelligent for this team in particular. Let's be very clear: um, for a team that is struggling with like trying to be a pit crew, right? You can't be Shanghai right now. Like, you cannot have all these fast-moving parts. You know, have all these these weird tempo looks. Have all these weird compositions. You need a direct comp. That is going to get you in and get you out and and have very fast fights if that's the way you want to play, right? You need like a very colored composition. You either are going to play really slow and play very like blue, shout out to all the MTG nerds, right? Or you're going to play red deck wins and you're going in in in, right? You're just you know dropping monsters in white weenie your way to victory, right? That they're at least playing into that, right? They're at least playing Lucio Moya. They're running in. They're playing the Genji. They're running in, and he looks great on a Troy. That is. Um, they're finding some footing there, and it sucks that we didn't get to see that kind of progress into, a, a you know, eventual maybe game five come next season, hopefully. Um, but I think they're starting to find the right way. But let's see what happens with the hero pools before we give them like all the credit I in the world. I want to get
0: Yuska's take on this uh, right after this as well. But I yeah. I find that charge devolve into a choice of Juan go carry team very quickly. <laughs> Like they, they're, they're once they run out of, of ideas, and that happens very quickly, by the way. Mm. It just becomes, well, I guess we play Genji and we play for the <laughs> Nano Blade. You know how okay. Soul end up countering that is just like yeah, we know they're playing for the Nano Blade, we're gonna start, you know, alt ulting more. Philadelphia did a beautiful job of this, by the mm-hmm. way. I think Philadelphia did overcommit some ults sometimes, but they knew how threatening the Nanoblade Blade was, but they were willing to smash in a lot yeah. of resources just to counter the Nanoblade, because they knew even if we overcommit to countering the Nanoblade... That's
1: their only win oh, condition.
0: Nothing else. All you have to do, even if it's expensive for us to counter the Nanoblade, as long as we counter the Nanoblade, there's literally no other win condition for charge. They can't and play the
1: neutral. Yep. You That's have an 80% win rate in the neutral, and then you shut down their one win condition. That's a game one.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know if there's any, any quick recourse
1: for, or, like,
2: way to turn it around for this team,
1: because... Oh. They have a good team. They just need like a restructure and a coach. Yeah, I and mean, I've I've season felt, to try again.
2: I felt for a long time that the backline ha- is holding this team hostage for most part. Yeah,
1: Mandu is God bless him. Jesus. Um, he I also a, think.
2: Sorry.
0: You need an interview. somewhere he, did, he speaks a bit of English as well. I think. Oh okay. Mm.
2: Um, I feel like it's really hard to also find like they almost because they're captainless and to. To the same degree, Spark is as well. I think that's mm. just like the theme of their se- season that the yeah um that these teams just don't have a coherent direction, and that both both manifests in like who's coaching these teams mm. and they in the strategy. Cooks. Sorry, they really don't. They have
0: no cooks in the yeah. kitchen,
3: <laughs> as opposed to too
1: many cooks. Too many. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one's cooking. So I can't even think. Like, who would you want? right? Like, I can't... I think it's probably tough... Well, I mean, that's that's kind of speculating. Um, I, don't I, know don't know. Who, I don't know who, who you'd sure want I'm to sure. insert into this team that feels like the right fit. Like, who's like oh, a strong leader? Yeah, yeah. No. into charge.
0: Animo is... is a, I don't know who a strong leader is.
1: Uh, I don't know who
0: strong leaders typically are in teams. I, I don't know unless I've been told by somebody yeah, in a team. Or a yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you need... You need coaches first, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. That that goes without saying. I don't know. 100%. I think this season's just a wash for them.
1: You know, like, yeah, yeah, It's so much ground to cover.
0: I don't think they changed the roster this season. I think it's too late. It's too late to pick up people and drop people now. Uh, I think Mike Ailey spends probably the rest of the season on the bench, or unless they're feeling very kind and to give them some games if they know it's just over anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit sad about Ji-hoon on the bench, and maybe I overrate Ji-hoon, but I think ball could be good for this team. I think Shanghai have proven that ball is very effective, and you have a ball specialist in a team that you just don't run. Yeah. That's right. Like yeah. co- copy Shanghai. Like fuck's sake. Like I'm not saying like that's I mean, that's not the answer, but it's it's a it's a possible solution. Mm. Um. And by the way, and I don't want to get too deep back into Shanghai, but Shanghai to me, I like the better Chengdu right now. Because they're running a Chengdu style where they can be very active around the map, play very fast heroes, have a really good ball player, and do ball-based maneuvers and executions that really give your DPS the time to shine and the position to shine, which is how Leave gets a lot of value as well, Mm -hmm. playing off of Gaga. Um, The difference is, like, every single player individually on Shanghai, except for maybe versus Leave, is, like, just better than the players on Chengdu. And to be honest with you, Flitter-Lip is probably. I would argue that leave and and Flitter are at a very similar level right now. But you know, everybody else on Shanghai just outclasses Chengdu, sadly for Chengdu. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe Fate doesn't completely outclass Gaga on the ball. I still think I will still hold that Gaga traditionally has had the best ball I've ever seen. But right yeah. now, Fate's peaking hard on the ball. Basically, my point is, he's exploring some of these other teams as well. Like that's part of why I think Shanghai's doing well so well because they've mastered. Mm the Chengdu style to the point where it's not just this mean ball comp. It's just like, holy crap, it's working exceptionally well. Mm. Um, and that got proven to me pretty hard in the Philadelphia game where Lee Jung Tao was a close affair from Philadelphia. There was that like one to two minute, one minute and a half fight that went on forever. Mm. Um, when we started to get into the jungle towns and especially on Volskaya, man, Shanghai diffed uh, Philadelphia really hard on multiple positions and Philadelphia to me Right now, I think their weakness is potentially their DPS line, because I said this on broadcast, but I don't think they have an elite Tear Tracer on their team. Uh, I don't think they have an elite uh, Sombra either. Um, I think Philadelphia's strength has been in playing brawl compositions, um, having Carpe on the McCrees and the Ashes. Uh, I think they, and we'll see what Shockwave does, because Shockwave, by the way, is eligible now because he's out of quarantine. Great. But still, Shockwave, EQ and Rascal, to me, are three players that have way
1: too similar hero pulls. I think that Shockwave's kind of a bait at this point. I think that their I think their best bet moving forward is to probably lean extremely heavily into this brawl stuff, allow Rascal to kind of like find comfort with the May. They look very good on the brawl. I think you can put away both Chengdu and New York doing that and then you go into hopefully hawaii granted you have to make it through plains as well but i think if, if you're that stylized i think you can kind of like upset or not upset but beat a lot of these teams to make it um and then you're basically playing the na meta versus na teams and you try to just squeak in a win to get some points i don't know that anybody is going to beat shanghai as it stands right now um i don't think na's meta is right we'll have to see what hawaii looks like but i don't think this is like another dallas like Cultural victory where you come over and you bring your meta and you force the enemy to play that. Like I don't think that's the case. I think Shanghai's probably too far ahead.
0: You need to respond to ball somehow, and I don't see how a team like Dallas does that. You want to put Fearless back on ball. You need Dallas needs a meta where Fearless can play Winston and you don't need an elite tracing, you don't need a hit scan. That's a that's a that's that's too much on the checklist for Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I'm i I've, I've now become a bit of a Dallas apologist because I have them going 4-0 and all this crap. You need to change that. <laughs> But I mean, Jesus Christ! Like you, for all the NA team, all the NA fans that just default who who don't watch APAC and just look at the rhetoric and the narrative of Reddit, and be like, oh yeah, everyone's saying APAC is weak, so APAC must be weak. Um, you you have to understand how the how do you defeat this ball? How do you defeat Shanghai's ball composition right now? Um, if if Dallas match it, you're gonna lose. Dallas simply cannot just play what Shanghai playing. Because they just, they, Fearless is, I'm, I'm going to say it, Fearless is going to get diffed by Fate on the ball.
1: Yeah, that just will, like June.
0: You get ha- June all over. Yep, it already has happened. It will happen again. So, I don't know. NA are in, are in trouble if they can't counter Fate. I, yep. It's weird for me to say this, but Fate is like almost a linchpin on this team, on this ball, and what he enables Shanghai to be able to do. Yep, yep. He is the door that opens. He opens the door for Flitter and Lip to completely destroy your team. But without Fate's ball, that door is not open.
1: agreed. And I think the trap is this, like, May Sombra stuff that I'm like, bro, I get the engines really strong. I love EMPing into a blizzard, into a shatter, into building everything, right? It feels almost like goats. But your neutral fight, your damage potential. Yeah. You got pillow hands, son. Come on. You can't tell me that that's something you feel comfortable walking into a fight with, playing extremely slow, letting somebody take first control of whatever objective you're playing on and just opting to build alts like you're 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 handshaking the first fight because you don't have what the comp is built around you want the emps you want that to build into the blizzard you want that blizzard to build more more of your emp more of your shatter more of your window right to kind of start that snowball along that you can just start wallet diffing, kids you need time to get that and i think that's the big bait. I think that's the bait to trying to beat Shanghai. Is okay, we'll play the sombra to hack the ball, so he doesn't get a ton of value. Okay, great. You still have to deal with flip, and you're playing May yeah, yeah. sombra. Go for it. Have fun with that. Okay. It, it, it's it's a it's a conundrum. It's a I weird know. style to beat, but that's not I think
0: it. Philadelphia can't play Shanghai style at all. No, I don't know. and, no, and I think
1: you just I, have to give it up. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I don't want to just commit to saying they have to to find success, but the fact that they can't at all, they can't even entertain the thought, because who who which, who is on this team is their Tracer player? Yeah, All three <laughs> Tracer players they, they put up against Shanghai all flopped. Yeah. Carpe flopped the hardest out of all of them. Carpe got mega-diffed yeah. by Flitter. That was, I can't believe I'm saying that, but mega-diff was a thing. Is it like,
1: Flitter, Carpe's... or was it Lip? I felt like it was Lip just, like, smothering of, him. Well, it's a bit of both. Fair. I'll take that. But
0: I mean look, if your best but like EQO wasn't super helpful in the somber, I don't know. Everyone's getting deft. Yeah. Like, like the only player that surprisingly that maybe not surprisingly but the the one player and Alarm was look, Alarm always does well. So yep. he gets my default vertical confidence. But the <laughs> other one one other player that did really well despite the circumstances actually hot, but yeah. um but this is the the best that Philly can do to even attempt to Play a dive is to, you know, do the Mano Winston, Hopper Diva, and, you know, some Alarm, Anna, which is his best hero anyway, and then just go from there and just see what you can make work with that. But the DPSs will hold you back because they need a Genji meta. Look, if this was a Genji meta, yeah, sure, put EQ on the Genji. You're going to have. If it's an Echo meta, yeah, put EQ or Shockwave on that. You're going to be brilliant as well. But um, you don't have, I just don't think they have the Elite Tracer to really complement the rest of their lineup to to make Dive work for this team, which is why they've been a great Brawl team, but mm. I think just a maybe above-average Dive team.
1: Agreed. And I don't think, like, Echo is the answer for a lot of people. I think Tracer just kind of, like, gets so much inherently out of her, where, like, you <laughs> double-blink in, and you immediately have to leap. Like, you have to fly right off of the two blinks, and then you recall, and... It's not even even a handshake at that point. You know like why? it's such a high value like a ability for Echo. Yeah, one hundred percent. You
0: know why Echo doesn't get game time, especially versus Shanghai's comp? Who does Echo shoot? You can't shoot Tracer. You can't <laughs> shoot Sombra. You can't shoot Ball. You yeah. shoot D.Va? That's all, your primary target is Diva now. Congrats. Yeah. You, there. The, You're Echo's on clockwork
1: just, duty. Okay, you are a Diva Buster.
0: Has nobody to shoot versus what Shanghai plays? That's just, this is why Echo can't get played.
1: The one out for philly i think like i said is to like double down into this rush lean into it i don't think shockwaves the play save him for countdown cup i think it's a bait if you try to integrate him into the practice into like a somber or tracer even though i think he probably could be good i think they just don't time. yeah i think Sombra might
0: be
1: i mean it's tough it's tough to say what he does better I'm willing maybe, to give him a chance. It could
0: be everything. And I'll, I will accept the answer being Shockwave is better than Ikio Rascal. That's an acceptable answer. Sure. But then you just replace the same player with another player with the same hero pool and maybe as a better player. But I don't think that fixes the fundamental oh. problem for Philadelphia. You've oh.
1: just gone sideways. Save it. Save it for countdown. Go into the, go into the rush and play... I think they could try to do, like, the double shield uh, bunker stuff on maps like Hollywood and maybe Junk. Try to abuse teams like Dallas, who, like, just will not answer you. Um, Teams like Atlanta, who can answer you, but it depends on if Kai's playing or not. Maybe try to, like, leverage the fact that you have some sort of hitscan presence, and I know that the enemy team doesn't have, or or you try to drag them into your style. Um, But I think the answer for Philly is to play the Rush. Um, Go to NA, play NA style try to beat them at it. I think it's going to be a little difficult, but I think they're a coordinated enough team with the right pieces. Um, I think you give Rascal as may. I think he's fantastic. I got obviously alarms playing lights out. Um, Astro looks great. Um, Yeah, I think that's the out for them. They have to lean into rush. I don't think the dives are going to work.
0: We're going to end APAC into the podcast in a short while, but who joined Shanghai and Hawaii out of the rest of APAC?
1: I think it's, I think it's Philly. I think they 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 feel clear to me, unless like Spark shows me something good. Um, yeah, I think I think really? it's Philly. I don't not trust Soul. Hmm. I do not trust them. Nope, not one bit. I think that if they were to answer Philly, if they were to answer Philly's rush, I'm not confident.
2: I I don't know. That's tough. I think it's whoever fusion fusion or uh, Seoul who gets to dodge Shanghai, right?
1: No. Oh. They both do. Agreed.
2: Well, they hey. both do. The fourth team is
0: going to be Hangzhou or Chengdu. I'm not sure. Who,
1: and that's who plays Shanghai, right? Yeah. It's 1 4 and then 2 3. One
0: of, one of Hangzhou or Chengdu will play Shanghai. So both Seoul. Okay. So basically, my question is Seoul or, or Philadelphia family. because they will play each other. No. I trust Philly. I so do not that,
3: trust
0: them. I guarantee you they play each other. Mm-hmm. I'd put money on it. Okay. So, I don't know who I trust, actually, because Are I've they? seen I've seen souls highs. And Agreed. I think Sol, Sol at their peak Profits is, is a better DPS gyro than the four DPS that, Sh- uh, that we have. For one. Mm. Um... I think the tank line is by far stronger in, on Philly. Given that, yeah. flex support better as well. I think the okay. Let's just be clear: the tank line and the support line of Philly are better. But I think profits at their peak is better than the 40 ps on Philly. That's really all I got going for Seoul. Yeah, but. but if
1: you drag them into a meta or like a meta pocket for this match in particular, where you limit. Their individual capability, right? You put them on like a May. You put them on like a Symmetra, where like you can't necessarily shine. Soul that is, right? If you drag profits into something that isn't individually impactful, Jesus Christ,
0: it's tough, right? Oh, that's an auto. That's going to be a Philadelphia win. And I, I think, think
1: that's where Seoul's at least some of the maps go.
0: Soul did find um, some decent progress on Brawl early okay. on. Yep. I think they only going to get into playing Brawl versus Philly, which is exactly what Philly want. Mhm. Right, right in the clutches, right in the jaws. Oh God, Sol are gonna chomp.
1: It's it's the, if it's like if like Philly it. actually plays it though. To be fair. I, I, fun
0: fact, by the way, between Philly and Sol, this will be the first time one of these two teams make it to Hawaii First time. Yeah. Yeah. Because both teams yeah. have missed out time and time again, and it's usually you know why they missed out. That is a play Shanghai. Shanghai team always eliminates them. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I will say... Uh, I think... I think I would like for Fusion to get a break. Mm-hmm. I think it's better for the team, for Countdown Cup and for integration into Season Playoffs that this team mm-hmm. gets a break and really integrates the players and really finds out... Like, they gotta build an identity. Like, Tracer is going to be around in, in Season Playoffs. That's just going to be a thing. You gotta find your Tracer guy. and You gotta sit him down and have him grind Tracer in, in ranked... End scrims like pretty much 247. And uh, if you're under the strain of competition, especially as little games as you have this season, Mm. you gotta, Mm. like, yes, like their their early season success sort of gives them a little bit of leeway to play around with uh, in order to not threaten playoff qualification. But, like, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they didn't make it this time and actually really got to use the time. of, like, you know, getting getting Astro, even though I think he's much more plug-and-play than the rest. Um, yeah. Possibly, I'm not sure what the poker situation is. I also don't think it's it's majorly required with the way a hot has been playing. Um, been but, yeah, I think if, if you want to figure out that DPS situation, which you absolutely have to, it's super weird that we're talking about a Philadelphia Fusion where the weakest role is DPS. That was never true in the history of that team.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's always been. Uh, it's always been kind of a. I it's think it's been, kind of been a bait, but I think well, it was kind of. Isu and Ivy, they covered yes. way more I think, with those two players. Yeah. Yeah. Isu got a lot out of uh, Sombra, and then Ivy obviously was like the tracer go to, who obviously was a little hit or miss, but still like do way better than what we've seen thus far.
2: Realistically, like if I have. Someone like Carpe. he has like a the, mm. one of the like he has a long season contract. He has a high paying season contract. He has shown to be tra- one. Like my dude, you are the guy that needs to step up. on Tracer. We yeah, got I mean, the rest figured out. I don't think so.
0: No, I think it's one of. I think it's the other three. One I of Rock, Shockwave. Shockwave have to. Yeah, I, I think it's Shockwave as well. I think it's either EQ or Shockwave. I think I don't think Rascal's got it within him, unfortunately. One no. no? of Shockwave EQ could do it, and they have the perfect hero. I explained this last uh, last episode, I think, where I think your flex DPS needs to be your tracer player because right now that's the current standard, like the Flitter position, the profit position. That's your tracer guy. Um, that's why Sparkle's on trade. Well, also because you know Doho and Sparkle play the same hero, so I guess that's a redundant comment to make. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, and to be fair, even with Pine in the roster, I still think Spark was a Tracer guy because that's the correct position mm-hmm. currently to have your Tracer. As fun as it was watching Lip on Tracer, it is technically more correct to have Flitter on Tracer than Lip on Tracer based on where mm. the yeah. evolution of DPS roles has gone in 2021.
1: Mm. Yeah, agreed. That point, yeah. But is it, it, I mean, it kind of circles back is like, do you integrate Shockwave now? Is that a bait? I don't know. Like, there's that's a lot of ground to cover. What's the, better, must What's be- the better alternative? I mean, I think it's just to play rush. I think you have to just double down, play rush. the, the last two games are lightweight. It's Chengdu and uh, New, York. New York. I think Chengdu could be a little dicey, but I think New York's a wash. Then you go into play-ins. You have to beat Seoul, rush. who I think you can drag them down. Nice. You play on a style. I think they can score points. I just, I think there's a non-zero chance Chengdu upset.
0: I think, sh- oh god, yeah, no, Chengdu, I don't. The, the Chengdu so. mage, I'm shut up now, guys. Um, <laughs> wizard here. Um, no, I'm serious because I think Shanghai have opened the store for Chengdu. Shanghai have written the blueprint for Chengdu in terms of how they need to be fully because Chengdu leave, can leave play. has
1: to deadlift and he genuinely has and to. he to, might, and he can, he, yeah. he might.
0: He's got the backing of Gaga, uh, Dude, Gaga's a better ball than Fate. Leave is comparable to Fledder. It's doable for Chengdu. The only hole in their roster is the Tyra Cookie Jimmy position. But if you can get over that, this is super doable for Chengdu because, again, you literally follow the blueprint of Shanghai. They have shown you how to beat Philadelphia. The, the, the answer is there. It's written on the wall. Chengdu simply need to follow instruction. It's written in the
1: mail. <laughs> I don't hate it. But like those are some some large, you know, super massive, one might say, black holes on this team, right? Like now we have to consider late young Uh who I can't toss, right? I'm not tossing this kid into the, the confidence pool. I can't throw him all that far. I still am like, you can play Zarya. That's it. Like I'm very much in that mindset, and I could be very wrong. I've heard he's actually done quite well for Chaser in in the playoffs, right? I've heard he's done. That's what,
0: like, yeah. Oh, I forgot Elsa retired. Shit. Yeah. Oh well, I guess they won <laughs> then.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just forgot about Elsa. It's tough. Retiring. It's 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 tough for them. I think I think you're right though. I think you're onto something. They have the blueprint. If they can execute on it, and leave can deadlift. Uh, Taro Cookie doesn't completely look you know abysmal or or non-existent. And late Young just is fine. Yeah, it's gotta I, be I, uh, I
0: don't hate look, it. No, you no, no, no. guys forgot about Jimmu. Jimmu is their Sombra player, believe it or not.
1: That's true, and we don't like that.
0: No, he's Sombra's been fine. I think Jimmu's... Oh. I, I prefer Jim Sombra than his other heroes, except for when really? he fires this. Yes, because... Dude, this is about damage control. Would you rather have Jimmu come out of the Torb? Come on.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe not He'll the Torb. Maybe the Torb.
0: What do you want him to play here out of those three? be real let's just be real i think um, there's
1: room for him on 2cp on farah but yeah outside of that it's tough and uh, i don't i do be, not trust him on sombra though it's gotta
0: be leave tracer jim sombra
1: i think that's the go-to i think that's what they have to do but i don't like it i don't like it. i don't like the other alternatives either to be fair but i guess that's what you have to do uh, But
0: it doesn't matter i forgot else's retired so they lose anyway doesn't matter um, I, el- think, el- el- I think you're
1: onto something, though. I don't hate it.
0: I, I was onto something that. until I realized Elsa wasn't going to be here. And I was like, oh, well, that's a bit rough. Uh, yeah, ideally, ideally, fun. Elsa doesn't retire until the end of the stage, and he plays all the way through, and then and just then retires. They have a,
1: yeah, they have a good shot.
0: And they have a good shot. Yeah. Um, by the way, do you know what the heavy? This is meme territory. The heaviest boom that can happen for Philadelphia and Seoul is if Shanghai throw their match versus Valiant, like I expect them to. <laughs> They go 3 1, and then they get matched up versus either Seoul or Philadelphia in the knockouts. And one of those two teams will once again fail to make yes. it to Hawaii. Yep. Nice.
1: See, so you guys were almost right with Seoul charge. I'm kind of scared that this might happen. <laughs> Shanghai yeah,
2: strategic. Am strategically terrified that this yeah, happens. They're nuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Oh,
2: God. I think you'd rather, at this point, you'd rather miss Hawaii, than, or have a lower chance of making Hawaii, than lose the first <laughs> match against the La Valiant. I don't know if you, if your even can take Agreed. that. Like, might never recover.
0: I told you, you can recover that instantly just by winning Summer Showdown.
1: Is there a shot that the Spark do something? Where like Shanghai comes out, Moon Moon is is on full force and he's playing all kinds of goofy stuff. Like sure. who are you still on this team? Sure. Just throw him in there. Well, I don't like
0: Do you think this is the game they play the wacky stuff and not the one versus Valiant? Could be both. <laughs> Could be be
1: both. <laughs> I don't know. It's no no no.
0: Shanghai only strategically throw to one of these two teams and it has to be Valiant strategically. And I've explained why. I'm not gonna get into no, detail I know, again. <laughs> Told you why. Man, um. It's tough. Uh, no, I don't think Han- Shanghai. I don't think there's no way. What is Shy playing now? He's lost his echo. Ash is not relevant in this meta compared. I to mean,
1: Solomon Sue's Sh- seeing starting time for God's sake. God, like, on what?
0: What is he gonna do better than what? Sh- oh, what nothing,
1: doing- nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm agreeing with you. Like, what is Sh- what is Shy to do if he isn't even playing? Granted, you know it's one map out of the the, the many that Shy ends up playing, but. Ah, that's such a bizarre
0: changeup to me. Does New York do anything? Does New York do anything? No. God, no. Who's this sombra player? Do they have one? I don't
1: know. They all all they the DPS get, feel like faceless I to me at this point.
0: Yes, they definitely have a sombra player. I just can't off the top of my head think about who it is.
1: I, I get uh, Flora. Flora? It's one of that F DPS's.
0: I think it's Flora. Yeah, Flora on O2 Blast was a sober play. Yeah, I think it mm. is Flora. I don't know. I don't know. Do they go into that? They don't and then what Ivy plays Tracer, I guess. Is that what is that their answer?
1: I guess. Uh, so we tried, I,
0: guess. I mean, actually honestly, Yuck ball is probably one of his safer picks. And um, his monkey? Nah, no, I think ball ball is less punishable and, and uh, yeah, I think fair, we yeah. last time we saw Neil, they were playing some ball and that seemed pretty decent mm. um from Yuckpong. And then
1: the only yeah. one is, is either Chengdu maybe doing some upsettery. I don't see Shanghai losing in play-ins. Okay, so that just gives them another week.
0: I, I previously said, and this is, if you guys agree with me, one of uh-huh. Chengdu or Hangzhou will make that fourth seed. Okay. You guys agree with that? One of those two teams will be the fourth seed that they end up playing mm-hmm, in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. They'll lose to Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. makes Chengdu and Hangzhou. This will be, be what we end the podcast on. Who much.
1: makes it? Let's see. So Chengdu, Chengdu play du, they Philly? Play each other, but so it's probably going to come down to maps. If they don't uh,
0: lose. I can tell you right now, they are on... Chengdu are on They're even. one map. No, no, no. Chengdu have one extra map.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Chengdu, yeah. Chengdu's up one map. Spark is even in maps. Yeah. So Spark New York. It might be Chengdu just because they get Valiant. Like Just a quick 3-0, that might be enough. Yeah. Just because it's yeah, safe. I don't and think Chengdu. it's a non-zero chance. Granted, then Spark has to play Shanghai.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite heavy, isn't it? I it's mean, tough. you just look at the Valiant, Chengdu, then Hangzhou, Shanghai, it's like, come on, you couldn't have two more opposing yeah. difficulty of matches here.
1: <laughs> it, it comes down to who's more likely to take maps, New York or Valiant. And I think that's kind of written in stone. Unless... Unless Chengdu actually takes Philly deep and can score some like needed map wins.
0: Let me say this if Chengdu even win one map versus Philly, I think sparker boomed. Nope. Unless, well, Spark have to beat New York because it would require Spark to take two maps off of Shanghai. Even now, Spark, if they 3 0 New York. And we assume Chengdu three zero Valley and then get 0 3 by Philadelphia. Yep, yep, Hangzhou would need to take one map off of Shanghai that's just horrible. to go even in the score. Yep, that's man. a tall order. That's, yep.
1: not happening. that's not even beating. That's taking a map. Yeah. So Let alone scoring probably, points. Probably fourth
0: seed just off the back of Hangzhou needing to get one map of Shanghai, right? So yep. I think Hangzhou are done.
1: Yep. Sadly.
2: no yeah. Good chance that. <sighs> I mean, I I wouldn't count. Yeah, I think New York still has a chance to even like throw all of those out, right? Like,
0: true. You think?
2: Yeah, I think that New
0: York just would rather, man. I'm
2: giving them the series against Spark at the moment. Um,
0: Ooh. Remember, New York did lose the charge?
2: Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, um, I don't know this. I, I think there's like Spark is probably in the low point of their season at the moment, and um, <sighs> I think that will manifest in uh. I don't even know who's mm. coaching this team at the moment. To be honest,
0: uh, mentalist and who was listed on there
2: on and Dante. I don't know Dante if they're still it's with it's the, it's the team. I don't
0: know. And you four. Well, we know oh. Mentalist is with the team 100% because mm-hmm. he got signed recently yeah. well I say recently it's been like maybe a month now a month or two yeah I mean
2: it is tough. Know, knowing and like having uh, considering Spark Logic is, is, is two different pairs of shoes unfortunately
1: agreed, agreed
0: coaching staff got them the 4-0 last stage I don't is coaching the issue I don't know like they got a 4-0 how I got a
1: 4-0. How are you? Are like this is like some decay level. Like no Kai, no win. No decay, no win. Why isn't Shy starting for you permanently? I get that you can play him alongside Summon too, but like, what's the deal? I don't think this kid ever sees the bench. You're ruining greatness. You are. You are the 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 goma of Overwatch right now. Whoever's coaching this team
0: don't think um, unfortunately I don't think Shai's hero is great for this meta unless I don't think he's got a god tear Tracer his best two picks are Echo or three picks Echo McCree and Ash and all three don't feel as strong as Tracer Sombra and maybe I'm being like baited Tracer. maybe I'm hard baited by Shanghai because Shanghai made Tracer Sombra look so god Yeah. and I'm being hard baited by that and actually Ash McCree Echo are still pretty decent just not versus Shanghai
1: Yeah, i think that might be likely Likely. that shanghai is just diffing people with our own style and it's just even hard to keep up um it seems like that's the case just because of what everybody else has run thus far like seoul running a little bit of brawl running some of like the bunker stuff on on junk especially versus the charge like running the mccree running the ash um i think volsky as well running a lot of uh you know mid to long range hit scan. um yeah, I sparks a little weird. I think if you're right and people tend to just like social dynamic adopt what Shanghai is running, maybe that is a better argument against Shy. I don't know. I've always liked this tracer. Maybe I'm a little jaded just because of I days on LGD. But
0: think Kangjo need some sort of hit scam plus plus what though? Plus tracer or plus something else? I don't know. They need, they need some, Xombra, I don't but... think Andro can match Shanghai's composition, they'll need to play something different. And yeah. the match they're focused on is versus New York anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just they're not really okay. It's it's getting a 3-0 versus New York and one map versus Shanghai. That's the target. So however they can do that, that's the target. It's gonna be rough. Um uh chance for final thoughts, but that's basically it, guys. So any any final thoughts on
1: anything? Not much, go, uh, oh, yeah. go go watch the uh, post match interviews that has done on GG Recon. Click the ads. Go support the boy. Shout out to the real one to get the reference. Also, uh, go on Yiska.
2: No, I was just saying that was a good old Winston slab <laughs>
0: reference. Ah, uh, uh, reminder that next week is also the Shanghai homestand. So I mm. guess the argument that shanghai should probably go 6-0 at their homestand makes sense and they probably don't want to be throwing versus valiant live in front of the (laughs) other fans (laughs) but uh yeah okay yeah i guess that means they go 6-0 uh why not that means they have a perfect stage as well a full 12-0 stage no maps lost uh so yeah it'll be shanghai's homestand during shanghai's we count that as a golden stage
1: don't mean to cut it is that the only other golden uh, stage? As you, well, could, but you could. Uh, it depends on how we're defining it now. Oh, I'll,
0: I'll do it. If I'm, I'm casting both Shanghai games anyway. If they do it, I'll, I'll I'll do it on broadcast. Yeah, do it. I like to give out my own personal awards. <laughs> uh, You've
1: already started uh, with your stats, why not?
2: Uh, I'll do whatever, man. Um, they should also do it in the knockouts. Know. That Like, knockouts and Hawaii. Ooh. That's almost
1: even more impressive. Didn't shock lose some uh some maps in uh the playoffs? Yeah, right the I stage? think so. I Did think so. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Yeah, I do.
0: So there you go. Make sure you watch those games. Um, I'll be back into cast as well. I am casting Shanghai versus Valiant Nikes, so the game that uh I've been talking a lot about, uh, even though I know it's going to be completely boring. And I'll <laughs> be doing Valiant versus Chengdu. So Nikes, I got the double Valiant back to back, Then I also have Hangzhou Shanghai. So I got both Shanghai games for their set. and then. Of the two knockout games. I don't know which one. Um, I'm personally hoping for Philadelphia Soul, because I think that's gonna be a banger, but I wouldn't mind Shanghai Chengdu either. I'll take that. Why not? It would be the battle of the ball, battle of the who plays the ball, comp the best. Spoiler, it's gonna be Shanghai. Um, but yeah, episode 182. Dunn and Dustin, thanks for joining us. When we come back next week. We will have finished our regional knockouts, we'll be doing our actual Hawaii tournament preview maybe a little bit of recap as well into how in terms of how uh the last week went week 13 but mainly i think it'll be a good preview episode guys so that's what we're we'll looking forward to next week same time same place thank you so much uh love you peace out